22 followers away from 3,000 on Twitter. That's right. It's the PS Nation Podcast, episode 163, I think. Yeah, 163. Full house again this week with uh, myself, Glenn. And I can't believe it, two weeks in a row, Mark Sanger's here. Yeah. Wow. Two weeks in a row. I'm sober this time, too. Oh, this is going to suck. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about last week. <laughs> Uh, I think that actually made it more fun. And uh, we've asked him back once again. Uh, first off, Mr. Joel Scherfinski, how's it going, sir? Very well, thank you. Glad to be here. And, uh, of course, the very sick but the very awesome Josh Langford. Hey, yo. How's it going? <laughs> Better than you're going through, buddy. <laughs> yeah, I'm in bad shape. I'm going to soldier one. through. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, like... Uh, like has Jason, I believe, said one time, I've got the bacon sweats. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so a lot of things we're going to be talking about today. We're going to change things up a little bit towards the end of the show. But uh, new releases, uh, an interview with Matt Morton, who's a producer with SCEA for Fat Princess PSP. Uh, a little bit of news, what we're playing, and three reviews this week. Review of Sam and Max Season 3, Episode 1, The Penal Zone. <laughs> I said penal. A uh, review of Afterburner Climax, and of course, a review of Super Street Fighter 4, our Transformers Anybody contest are- winners, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, some surprises. So let's uh, let's kick her right off. Yeah, Super Street Fighter 4. I'm, I'm sure we're not going to cover that very much this week, so I, I'm, you know, people will probably want to listen next week as well, because I just don't think we're going to hit on it too much this week. <laughs> I, I doubt we'll even talk about it past this, to be honest. Yeah, probably not. Yeah. So uh, let's get through the regular stuff as usual. Uh, a lot of different ways you can contact us and find us out on the interwebs. Uh, you can email us at podcast at psnation.org. You can also leave us a voicemail in a couple, a couple different ways. You can call our regular voicemail line, which is 715-502-9773. Or if you have Skype, you can just call WDT-Torgo. Also, you can find us on Facebook. Just type in PS Nation Podcast. We're over 800 strong there. Uh, you can also find us at Twitter at twitter.com slash ps3nation. Like I said, I think we're about 22 away from 3,000, yo. And, uh, what do I win? <laughs> nothing. Also, uh, a lot of different ways you can find our forums. You can go to our psnation.org website where you can find our, our video previews, our reviews, and everything else that we post. And if uh, you hit the forums button, it'll take you over to vgevo.com where you can find our forums and the forums for a bunch of different podcasts in the podcasting network. And uh, a bunch of different things that you can talk about on the regular forums as well, be it modern consoles all the way back to the to the uh, retro stuff and everything in between, pretty much. And of course, last but certainly not least, you can find us over your, or blah, blah blah. You can find us over at furiousgamer.com, which is a very cool podcasting or games podcast network, basically, with a bunch of different podcasts on it. And if you have an iPod Touch or an iPhone, you can pay ninety nine cents over at the App Store, less than a pack of gum. And you can get that app so you can stream all those shows right on your little device. Pretty badass. And also, don't forget, get out there and buy some of our merch, yo. <laughs> Pay for a microphone just that little bit at a time. Uh, you can go over to Zazzle.com slash PSNation. So there we go. Now we're through the regular stuff and we can have some fun. 
Listen to all that Yay. fun. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so, uh, well, Mark's here, so I guess Mark's got to do his job. Joel's been filling uh, in for him, but I, I, Mark, you got to do it. No, Joel does it better. But it's your job. You got to do it. Fine. It, it, show me how it's week, done. Joel. Yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> for PSP, we've got What Did I Do to Deserve This, My Lord? Two. 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 Uh, was it? Uh, Jesus Christ. I wasn't even going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Two. Uh, we've <laughs> Iron Man. Two. There you go. Two. Uh, Fat Princess Fistful of Cake for the nice price of $20. I like that. Indeed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for PS3, we've got Iron Man. Two. 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 <laughs> Jesus. For 60 <laughs> That was embarrassing. Indeed. And then, uh, well, and then on the PSN, I don't know who put this on here, but Kick-Ass is coming out for the PSN. So there you mm-hmm. go. And uh, that record of Agorist War, I think, also comes out this week. Yes, it does. It, it takes like 14 gig on your hard drive. Yeah, it's also like $45. <laughs> People bitch about, like, a, a 500 meg, like, patch download. This thing's 14 gig. <laughs> yeah. Holy, 14 gig, Wow. Well, I think it expands yeah. to 14. I don't think the actual download is that much, but blah. Yeah, that's going to take like three days to download off PSN. Indeed. <laughs> All right, well, we're just going to kick right into it. Uh, we talked to the one of the producers for Fat Princess PSP. Uh, he's from actually SCEA. Uh, his name is Matt Morton, and he sat down and talked to uh, Josh and I because Joel and Mark were off gallivanting around Wisconsin. So we got to talk a little bit about Fat Street Princess Fighter. PSP. Find out what was different about the uh, PSP version compared to the PS3 version, and uh, filled us in with a bunch of info. You actually did a great job. So uh, it's about 15 minutes. Give it a listen. Prepare to be pwned. We are joined by Mr. Matt Morton, who's a producer for Sony Santa Monica Studios, and uh, he's here today to talk to us about the PSP version of Fat Princess. Welcome to the show, sir. Thank you for having me. No problem. Uh, now, luckily, I've, I, we've actually had this game in our hands for, for quite a while, so we might actually be, be able to talk intelligently about it. Well, maybe Woo-hoo. not. Uh, and <laughs> <laughs> on the line as well is, uh, is Josh. Josh actually agreed to help me out tonight as Joel and Mark are both going to Madison to run or something. I don't know. It's jogging or yogging. I, I don't know if the J is silent or not. <laughs> Apparently, you just run. So... Josh, I've, I've heard this. I've, I've never, I've never actually tried that activity, but I have heard of it. Uh, you know, as long as I have the right to own a firearm in the United States, I really don't see the need to run anywhere. <laughs> That's true. I'm, I'm not really sure. Yeah. So uh, the PSP version of Fat Princess, Mark and I actually got to see it at E3. It was, it was in pretty rough form back then. I mean, it, it, you know, it was pretty much just there to show us that it was happening. Um, it's come a long way, and and I will say that I'm pretty impressed with it. Uh, we're, we're, we usually solicit questions about these games, but since this version is so close to the PS3 version, uh, we figured we'd just kind of get you on to talk about maybe some of the differences, uh, what we can do in this game, uh, if, you know, what details about the single player, because the single player's obviously been extended a little bit, uh, right. so that kind of thing. So, uh, first off, I guess, let's let's go over the single player. What, what's been changed in the single player, and what's been added? Uh, what's the same? Well, uh, we, we've actually, uh, overall, the whole overall scope, we've got 50% uh, additional content on the PSP end. 
And basically what we did was um, uh, we, we knew pretty early on in the PS3 development that uh, of Fat Princess that, you know, the buzz was growing. So we're like, let's get this to, the, uh, to PSP. Uh, but we wanted to keep tight and focused on the PS3, so we contacted Supervillain. It was a great, great group of guys down in Irvine, California. And they came up, met with Titan uh, during the whole development process. Titan opened up all of their assets and codes. And the, the really cool thing of what um, what Supervillain did, all of the new content and everything that developed first in a PS3 environment. So when they brought down the original Fat Princess assets in as well as their original uh, self-created assets into the PSP, it looks perfect across the board. And, uh, yeah, when we when we first showed it at E3, um, I believe we just had one little unit running it, and it yeah. was a super secret, like, you know, you had to know the secret handshake to get through the security area to come in and say hi, because <laughs> it was still very, very early, but we were very excited about it and just kind of wanted to get the word out there that it was going on. And obviously, as as you had mentioned, we're we're very pleased with the uh, the final result on it. They did a just an amazing job of bringing the look and feel and preserving everything that's fantastic about Fat Princess well, uh, to it, the PSP. Well, with the with these games, you know, you usually expect to see kind of oh, it's going to PSP. It's going to be scaled down. Like you know, MotorStorm was great when it came to PSP, but it was obviously you know a lesser game in terms of visuals and everything else. Bad Princess, I mean, I was even surprised to see all the animations when you're upgrading one of the of the machines that generates the, the hat machines. Hats. Yeah. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and all those little details were, so far, I've seen in the PS, PSP version are all identical almost. And, and that kind of thing really, really impressed me overall with, with the game. And, uh, you know, all the, all the different sound files and everything. Yeah, well, and that's also the other great thing. Um, since we expanded out, um, I guess to uh, get back and answer your first original question, the single-player experience, we're, we're expanding that out by several chapters as well because we realize this is going to be a portable you know, version of the game. Not everybody's going to you know, be in an immediate hotspot to be able to play online. There's going to be a lot of traveling, as you do with your portable device. So we wanted to expand out uh, the single player, and that gave us an absolutely wonderful opportunity to fold in a lot of these new maps that Supervillain was doing by expanding out uh, the storyline. So we kind of diverged a little bit. It's it's the same feel and everything from the PS3, but we added some some neat and interesting you know side stories as well on the single player side. We were able to bring back um, Tom Kane, who did the VO for the original PS3 version as the the guy who's reading the book, the voice of the narrator and the king, absolutely right. fantastic voice over actor. And uh, we got him back in and, and recorded all new dialogue and whatnot for the uh, for the PSP version. And what's really great about it is since we had a chance to kind of restructure the, the single-player storyline with, with these new chapters, we were able to introduce uh, the new game modes as well as get you familiar with um, the new maps that are coming into play as well. Okay. So with the new additional chapters in, in single-player, uh, you're also getting to see all of the new content as well. Oh, okay. Very cool. Actually, can you tell us, I mean, you touched upon it just barely there, but can you tell us a little bit more about the new multiplayer modes that are coming into the game? Absolutely. Um, overall, we have a neat little uh, mode called Dilapidated that you can actually apply under game settings for any matches that you create, which actually is a, it's a neat little kind of 
extra step to the gameplay. You start off and all of the hat machines are broken, so you actually have to run out, uh, gather resources. The, the worker hat machine still works, but you go out, you gather resources, you come back, and you fix the machines just to get the hat machines producing the hats that you want. Then, of course, you can you can upgrade to the advanced worker as well. That's a setting you can apply to any match that you set up. It's It's pretty neat. We also have the demolition game mode, which instead of uh, for those of you who don't know what uh, Fat Princess is about, essentially the game mode of Rescue the Princess is essentially two-flag capture the flag, where the princess is the flag. And they have <laughs> your princess, you have their princess, so you're you're running into your castle to try and rescue your princess while you're keeping their princess in your castle. In Demolition, you've got this large bomb that you're trying to deliver Yes. to the throne room of the opposing team. <laughs> so that's, it kind of takes the same mechanic. You're carrying this giant bomb across the map and, you know, your team is protecting you because if you get killed and you drop it, it, it does have a timer to where it will explode if it's not picked up by another team member and carried on on the delivery and then it'll respawn back in the dungeon. And it's a fast timer too. <laughs> it's pretty quick, yeah. And there's also uh, Jailbreak, which is kind of a variation off of... Um, the Invasion Mode, that's in the PS3 version. Invasion Mode is also in the PSP version as well. These are just all modes that are additional and specific to the PSP version. The Jailbreak Mode, you actually get uh, bonuses. If you take over the outposts and you change the outpost to your team color, you actually get additional points to your spawn counter. Okay. And the princess, the princess cool. is still active as well. So if anybody on your team captures your princess and returns her to the castle... It takes a large chunk of people uh, away from the enemy spawn counter. So, yeah, I got, a, uh, I got you, into a jailbreak match pretty late when we were playing the other day, and I didn't really uh-huh. understand it. So that's that's good to hear what what it's all about. Yeah, the numbers can vary greatly. You can start off, and you know nobody's gotten down below the hundred mark, and then somebody captures a princess once or twice, and all of a sudden you're you know you're about twenty spawn counts away from. Uh, from losing right there, and it's 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 really fun because you you essentially have two elements going on in there. Uh, you can capture the outposts and get the the small boosts to your numbers, but you can also go for the princess and really hurt the other team really hard. And when you capture her, she will automatically respawn back to their castle, so you can run off and do it again. Right. Okay. And then there's the Grim Reaper mode, which is really fun yes. because. Uh, the Grim Reaper is, you know, it's kind of like all versus one. Uh, the Grim Reaper hat appears uh, in the middle of the map, and um, the the map, the particular map for this mode is called the Undertaker. <laughs> it's kind of a graveyard. <laughs> I know, we kept we kept with the food themes for all of the new map names as well. So we got the Grim Reaper in the map of the Undertaker, and basically it's this, you know, large dark kind of warrior looking type hat but you put it on and you've got uh you've got the sickle or the sith uh that you just do extreme amounts of damage on um and you also have a ranged attack where you can drain the enemy's uh life force and slowly recharge your own but you still take damage and uh, the winner of that round is whoever uh gets the most kills when they're the undertaker or the grim reaper actually that's a fun mode and that that's a fun mode, yes. Yeah. And uh, let's let's uh, roll into the other maps. So we've got um, uh, the Undertaker, as I mentioned. We've also got Marzipan Meadows, 
<laughs> Butterscotch Mesa, sweetened sulfur, uh, Edinburgh. <laughs> of course, my favorite is Wachtanamo Bay. <laughs> and also, it's it's really important to to point out for anybody who's uh, been playing the PS3 version, uh, and we've been you know uh, throwing out new and free maps um, with uh, patch updates and whatnot. Um, you know, throughout the the course since uh, Fat Princess PS3 launched, Indeed. all of those maps um, that we've been releasing for free on the PS3 version are also included on the PSP version. Nice. Some of them had to be uh, slimmed down, like we would remove, like maybe a lower area of traffic on the map just to just to keep it tight and not so expansive. Because on the PS3 version, you've got you know 16 versus 16 running around like crazy. On the PSP version, um, you know, you can have uh, four humans versus four humans and then variable numbers of AI populating out the rest of the team. So just to keep the action tight and concise, on some of the larger maps, we still kept it very faithful to the original design, but we just wanted to concentrate the traffic a little better. Okay. So it's eight players, ad hoc, or infrastructure, no matter what? Yep. Okay. Uh, well, and you can you can also vary it down. You can set up a six-player match on infrastructure. The the less um, you do for the uh, uh, the human player slots, you can add more AI. Okay. So you can do uh, you can do six human and bring in more AI characters to it. Uh, you can actually just do you know uh, four human as well and and let the bot, bots populate out. All right. Cool. You're, you've got a lot of selections as to what you can what you can do and what you can set up. Yeah, I'm I'm one of the bots again. Just want to tell everybody. <laughs> <laughs> we love that about the first one. It's just been it's been a, a fantastic uh, uh, franchise to be working on. It's been a blast. We've we've been absolutely blessed on on both sides of of the talent of the people that that we get to work with on both PS3 and PSP, and they're just fun people they absolutely love the game they get it and uh you know it, it just makes it so much fun yeah i i've actually been playing it quite a bit i'm trying to get through the single player right now and uh it, it was like i said it was great to be able to get online and actually play it um but you actually answered a couple of my questions because i was wondering if they were just keeping the games a little bit smaller when we were playing or what the deal was so that that explains it i didn't realize it was uh, a player so that's that's good that's why we get you guys on here so i can learn yeah, unfortunately, well, you no, know, I forgot is, something else. It is the PSP version, so you know right. we we don't have you know this whole processor burning all in your pocket in this beautiful piece of hardware. But uh, <laughs> we do it. Uh, we actually uh, pull out a lot on the PSP, and it's a lot of fun. We're very I think pleased people will be very surprised at as to how close this game is to the PS3 version. Oh yes, and and that's one of the things that honestly we're the most proud about. You know, we we have uh, other teams here that we work with, and as Bills would be coming in, we'd we'd ask them to come over and and play a little bit. And the response that we've been getting back is everyone's like, "Oh my gosh, this is a perfect port." You know, this is it's like playing the PS3 version in the palm of your hand, and we're just like, "Perfect, that's what we're going for. We're loving it." Yeah, I I'm I was actually very impressed when I saw it. I'm trying to think of what else we can cover here because everybody's already played Fat Princess, <laughs> and if they haven't, they should be. There you go. <laughs> Actually, been, I had another. We've been loving the community and supporting the community. We've we've been throwing out, uh, I think, uh, you know, new maps quite often and and uh, doing those for free. 
been having a lot of fun with that. And the, the community, the Fat Princess community is, has been honestly so surprising, wonderful, loving. These, these guys are crazy. They're such a blast. The, the, the fan art that they do, uh, the little songs, you know, we, I get YouTube videos every day of, uh, you know, a 12 year old girl, like, uh, videotaping herself playing the fat princess theme music on her piano. And it's just like, that is so cool. (laughs) (laughs) I'll just send over uh, a link to Claudine for you to look at. We had a a contest back when the PS3 version came out. Basically just, we wanted a picture in a fat princess theme to win a copy of the game. And, uh, one of our (laughs) friends that actually does a segment on our show every now and then, uh, Zavari, his picture's up on the PlayStation blog right now on your contest. Oh, really? Is yeah, he the one in the dress? Yes. With the frosting on his nose? Yes. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but we have, the thread is picture. amazing. <laughs> we, we, had, we had some insanely creative and just super awesome pictures. And I'll, I'll have to get that thread to you guys because it was, it came, I, I couldn't believe the response to, to, to the contest. So, yeah, but that's well, already on the front page. No, that it's a, it's an awesome picture, and that's one of the things that we noticed right away is it's got such a broad appeal uh, to so many people because it's it's got the cute cartoony characters, you know, they're like all cutesy, but when you get into a big battle, there's blood everywhere, and yeah. it's just like oh my gosh, it's cute and it, it's bloody, but also it's not just for you know the older gamers because of the blood content. You can turn that off if you've got kids that want to play it too because it is cute and appealing to them you turn that off and you've got confetti coming out of everybody when they die is that what happens <laughs> on the on the ps3 version yeah i'm serious turn off uh turn off the blood and gore and every time somebody dies they explode into confetti <laughs> i gotta try that now. yeah seriously it's, it's actually a, a fun mode to play in we oh, really enjoy great. it josh you actually, said you I, another question I, yeah i had one more um we've talked about all the stuff that you've been adding and Besides really just trimming down some of the maps, was there anything really that you had to cut out? Anything major or anything that you you just... The only thing that's really missing um, is the uh, voice chat. Yeah. Because of the, the traffic of what we wanted to do uh, with the network uh, uh, code with the game, uh, voice chat couldn't make it. Okay. But... Well, um, it, it's absolutely, you know, uh, as I've been reading on a lot of, uh, posts and things like that, people are like, eh, it's not like people use voice chat on the PS3 anyway. And I'm just like, come on guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm wondering but, yeah, if it, you can use this with the ad hoc party a, though. Hmm? Has anyone tested this with the ad hoc party that's on the PS3? Um, actually I personally have not. But I have seen uh, I have seen this. We recently just kind of did a, a press event up in uh, San Francisco where we had press versus public. Yeah. And we we had just crazy ad hoc games going like crazy. It was like a, a PSP poker party. We were dealing out PSPs like crazy, running ad hoc games um, right there in the room. And I I personally have not been in an environment where I've seen, you know, 16 PSPs all screaming at each other at the same time, and we were having a blast. (laughs) Um, I have not actually used it with the ad hoc party on there, but I believe it has been tested with our QA team down in San Diego. See, now, if you can use ad hoc party on the PS3 um, to to look up with There you go. You got voice chat that way. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, we'll have to try that. And that would actually be a good way to get an advantage against some other people. Oh, definitely. Mm. Definitely. Yeah. 
use that as a little online secret. <laughs> um, How are they so good? They seem to know exactly what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. they're all going to the same spot. Why are they playing as a team? How's that? How's that possible? <laughs> they're on the internet. Nobody plays with like other people. Perfect. Exactly. This isn't deathmatch. Uh, they all the will time? own. And besides, uh, besides that one thing, the the other difference is you know the sheer number of players. You know, we had sixteen versus sixteen. Yeah. PS3, you know, we have uh, four versus four or eight human players on the PSP. Okay. So essentially just a uh, smaller version of the, the, the Big Daddy, but not much that, that much smaller, to be honest. It's a fistful of cake. There you go. Uh, so we're looking at May 4th. I see what you did there. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There's your closing line right there. It's a fistful of cake. Take that to me. Now you got to say it. Uh, <laughs> So we're looking at May fourth, two thousand ten, for the release. Uh, Nineteen ninety nine. Yep. It's going to be on UMD and PSN. That is correct. Awesome, uh, Matt. Thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you, Glenn. Thank you, Josh. My pleasure. Thank you. And uh, look for everyone out on on the servers for Fistful of Cake. Oh, I'll be playing. That day is mine. All right. We're our thanks to PR for setting up the interview so quickly and our thanks to Matt for coming on the show and uh, hopefully he can come back very quickly it was it was a uh, pleasure talking to him and uh, go check out Fat Princess PSP I've got my written review out on our website right now uh, I'm going to hold off on the audio review until next week uh, just because we already have three reviews this week but uh, definitely check it out it's a, it's a pretty damn good representation of the PS3 version so it's definitely worth checking out uh, but on to the news. And our first one, Mr. Mark Sanger is going to handle. Yay, news. Um, our favorite retro compilation double pack thing, Final Fight Double Impact. Uh, a lot of people have noticed that the DRM on it is a little different than a lot of the other PSN games. For mm-hmm. one, you're restricted to a single user. If somebody else tries to share it from your account, everybody gets locked out of the online for 24 hours. And you need to be connected to PSN to play it because it always logs into the PSN network when you start it up. A lot of people are up in arms about the the PSN thing. The, the this isn't the first game that's locked you out from sharing. Like Warhawk did that. Didn't right. SOCOM do that too? Uh, so, SOCOM did, like the, some of the bigger games do that. Yeah. Yeah, I think this yeah. is the first smaller one. But both of those, you had to be online to play them anyway. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, and this the final fight, you don't. Yeah. I mean, so, I'm I'm not surprised to see somebody finally doing this cuz like everybody knows people share games on PSN. You just put somebody else's account on there. And I I'm not I actually I am surprised a developer hasn't done this yet. There there's differing reports as to why it's like that. Uh, apparently a Capcom web, web admin claimed that this is to combat the the game sharing on PSN. Right. But then Capcom also released a statement that a fix is supposedly on the way. But they don't really say what it is. Everybody expects that so, fix to just be a warning to say, by the way, this isn't going to work unless you're online. Exactly. And it sucks. I think the, the online thing sucks. The sharing thing, I don't know. If you like the game enough to play it, then buy it. That's my stance on it. If you don't have the money to buy it, then don't. Well, but so, like I said, it, it kind of affects me a little bit because I've got two PS3s and I really don't feel like buying it twice. I guess that's the whole thing about it. Yeah, but you could just leave it on one. And I mean, if there's a an example here where a guy was pissed that like his wife and kids can't use it on their account on the same PS3, 
I think that's a valid complaint, but then sure. again, you can always play it on one account, and you know it's a co-op game that you can play with somebody right there. But they want their own trophies. But it's yo. your save. Yeah, it's your save game. Yeah, I think the biggest problem I have with it is really the fact that you must be online. So when your internet goes down, you can't play your game. Mm-hmm. I and think that's, that's my biggest ridiculous. complaint. It's that's not like this is ridiculous. It's not a permanently online game, and the Xbox 360 version doesn't do that. Right. So it is It is pretty crappy. I, th- I wish they would do something about that. I don't really care about the game sharing part. It, I would actually be satisfied at least if they fix the whole, It's not on. if it's not on PSN, it's not going to work thing. Because, like I said, you know, it, I could see us playing that game at, at MGC next year, and who knows if we're going to have an internet connection. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. That stuff. Josh, I know you're excited about this one. You just found this one out. Yeah. Yeah, another SingStar news. More SingStar news. That's that's what we got here. Uh, there's going to be a patch coming uh, sometime in, when was it? June, June? I believe. Yep. yep. And it's going to add vibrato, the use of vibrato. Which is which awesome. Has, yeah, that has not been allowed in any of the games like Rock Band or SingStar. Uh, but one of the even better things that comes with this update is the ability to use your PSP as a remote. So what you can do is you connect your PSP to the game, and while people are singing, you can browse through the song list and queue up a whole bunch of songs to come next. That is so awesome. That is that awesome. Is sick. Do you see that, that at MGC is... next year, us doing that? Oh, man. Oh. See... Now, the only other thing they have to do to make this fully functional perfect is allow you to sort of rip the songs off, not rip them totally for good, but rip them from your PS2 discs. You know, just kind of load up all your PS2 discs at the start yeah, so that you've got all those songs there. And then when you turn off the game or you turn off the, the console, they all get wiped from memory. You know, whatever you have to do. Just reserve the hard drive space, put it on there, and then delete it when the game ends to combat piracy or whatever you need to do. But if they could do that, then you could really load up everything all at once and just turn it into like a real karaoke thing. I agree. That'd be man. That'd be awesome because I've got probably four or five PS2 discs. That'd be uh, that'd be very sweet. Yeah, that's always the downer. The you know, you're in the middle of it, and I have a list. I actually put together a huge spreadsheet of all the different songs, and I printed out five of them, and everybody goes through them. They're like, I want this, I want this, I want... But when you have to switch out the discs, it slows everything down to a crawl right. between songs, so... I wonder yeah, how that's going to that handle... Can... See, you probably won't even be able to queue up those songs, even if you have the discs. That sucks. Yeah, you're probably only going to be able to queue yeah. up whatever's in there. Plus whatever you've downloaded. Yeah, it bites a little bit. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a great functionality to start with, but if they can add in that, that last little piece, it would make it perfect. So, I, Man, I, I just love that they keep updating SingStar like they have been, though. Yeah. Yeah, it's very cool. And they've been adding more songs recently, too. New songs. Um, better songs, really, uh, than we've gotten in the past. What are you talking about? No good music has ever been made recently. Good music stopped in 1987. Just kidding. Yeah. What? yeah. 87. Mark, wake up. Wake up, Mark. See what happens when he doesn't drink, guys? He falls asleep. You're talking about Journey? 
<laughs> well, we also saw the the big Huey Lewis debate on Twitter today between uh, John and Hilden from Drunken Gamers. No, I missed that. Oh, Jesus. They were back and forth for like an hour. It was, it was pretty <laughs> epic because I'm on Hilden's side. I, I love Huey Lewis the news. I saw him live even. So there you go. It's special. Whatever. Go listen to your Weezer. Crawl back into your corner. Listen to The Cure. Emo boy. I don't listen to Weezer anymore. One of the first... <laughs> Two, maybe three albums were good. Then they got too commercial, uh, man. I love it. It's got bad. I I can't stand their newer stuff. I really can't. Oh, <laughs> uh, all right. On to the last one. Uh Joel, I think you were gonna talk about this one. Yes indeed. There's some special European content coming to our European listeners. Aren't and it's lucky? a uh hey. said aren't they lucky? They get all the good stuff. Indeed. And there is a mini game coming to uh, PlayStation Home that features Iron Man 2. And basically, your avatar gets to don the uh, Iron Man 2 costume, and you get to fly around in this little mini game. And the really cool thing is, if you score a top 10 score on the leaderboard by the end of June, you'll be awarded a virtual Iron Man suit, which you get to keep. Nice. And it's going to be uh, one of the rarest virtual items ever. That's kind of cool. That's that is very cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, it's not as cool as my stormtrooper outfit, but it's it's almost as oh, cool. Here we go. You know, I didn't realize that I was in home the other night, and I didn't realize I I, I have the Monty Python uh, Holy Grail outfits all four of the nights. Really? Ah, I I didn't realize I even had that. Now I feel like a fool for buying the stormtrooper outfit. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was on sale or something, but I was like, oh, Monty Python. Well, I'll, I'll add to that cause. That's all right. That's cool. You guys in your virtual pants. Whatever. You bought stuff, too. I have yet to buy anything on home. I thought you bought the Ghostbusters stuff. No. There was something you bought. I know. I uh, No, I've gotten free codes for stuff. I haven't actually bought. There are a couple spaces. I was like, oh, that's neat. And then I'm like, well, I don't really go into home that much, so I never bought them. Uh, I, thought, I thought you bought something. I'll have to go back on some of the shows and find out. <laughs> Unless I'm like was drunk one night, which is quite possible. I bought oh, look, I'm, I'm pretty sure I had never bought anything. I bought one to or two that. of the virtual homes, but I never got any of the clothes. Anything that any clothes that I got were unlocked from yeah. other games and stuff. Yeah, all my items and clothes, uh, as far as I know, are just unlock stuff and free giveaways. I see. Well, since we're kind of talking about this, uh, you know, the next thing is what we're playing, and I'll, I'll just talk a little bit about home because uh, I went in there with Omnilaw the other night. He wanted to show me the new space that got put up, and uh, it's an anime-themed personal space. And uh, so, like, oh. it, it, it's really odd. It's it's kind of barren in my opinion, but it's kind of done in this anime style, and it's like in a space uh, space genre, and this red ship will actually come down and land on a landing pad and take off, which I was like, oh, I want to get on and, and fly around, but it didn't let me do that. Uh, and then there's also what's that? Any hentai? <laughs> Tentacle porn. <laughs> 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 Only for Martin. Uh, so the other thing we took a look at was there's a new Warhawk game that you can play. It's like a, a turret type game, and it's supposed to be in co-op. So we wanted to try it out in co-op, and it kind of is. It's like you're on a gun turret on a bigger ship, and you have all these all these waves of enemies coming at you, uh, and there's power ups you can get and everything else, but 
I really never, I couldn't talk to him, and it was really odd. I thought if we were in co-op, we could talk to each other, like, oh, there's a guy that's going to be flying over right now or whatever. But you could see what his score was after each wave, and he could see what mine was, but it really didn't feel like it was a co-op experience. It felt like we were playing two separate games that we found out later were actually the same game. That sounds like the Resistance game. A little bit, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I even said that that night. I I said it seemed very similar, but... uh, you know, the graphics looked really good. I actually recorded some of the video, so I'll probably put some of that up sometime next week. But uh, it's 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 neat. You know, it's it's another thing to go and play, but I wouldn't, like, go in there just to go play that Warhawk game, I guess I'd say. Uh, and then we also got on and played co-op for Final Fight Double Impact. Wanted to see how the co-op was and how the voice chat was. Voice chat's okay. It's not great. Uh, but the online play, perfect. My God. It, it's like he was sitting on the couch. And uh, played through the entire game of Final Fight and had an absolute blast with it. And God, I love that soundtrack. That remake soundtrack is so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, also played some Battlefield Bad Company 2, of course. I have now closed out all of my classes, which I was talking to my coworker today. And I said, well, now what am I supposed to do? So, <laughs> uh, but I'm still having a blast play with Street that Play Street Fighter 4. Yeah, I already played. <laughs> I played some Super Street Fighter 4 last night. Well, kind of. I lost a lot of Super Street Fighter 4, and then I sat between matches for about 20 minutes and edited some audio. So, uh, But yeah, we'll talk about that later. Did that, also played some more Mod Nation Racers on PSP. I'm getting pretty far in the career now. I'm just, man, that game's awesome. And uh, some more Fat Princess PSP, which, uh, like I said, the review's up on the website. And I will say it's 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 really well done. There's, there's some things I'm a little worried about, but uh, man, I cannot believe how how almost perfect the translation is in terms of the graphics and the audio uh, over to the PSP. Uh, played some more Zen Pinball, played the new Excalibur table, which I'm really enjoying, and also played the Invasion one as well. Uh, Zen Pinball is such a great package. Uh, played, um, there's one other thing I played, and I can't think of what the heck it is. <laughs> Why don't we just stop there and move on? So who wants to go next? I'll take it. All right, Joel. I played some Final Fight Double Impact. Nice. Did some did some couch co op with the wife. We had a blast. It was a good time. I uh, played some Mod Nation Racers PSP version. Still kind of working my way through the career, and it just keeps getting better and better. That game, it's total fun. Uh, Afterburner Climax came out last week. I grabbed that, played that. That's just like I remembered it. It's a little, seems a little easier though for some reason. But I guess we can talk more about that in the review segment. <laughs> no, you're just that much better. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> that, that game seemed much harder last time I remember it. <laughs> and uh, kind of looked at my backlog and picked a pile or picked a game off my pile of shame, and I grabbed Batman Arkham Asylum, and I started playing that this last week. Oh, I love that game. Nice. Man, I am really late to the party on that game, but wow. You get the 3D version that's coming out. <laughs> I don't know. I don't roll with the 3D. That's too high tech for me. Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it, it is timely. I am kind of playing it because it is coming out in a week or two, and it'd be nice to talk about it. But what what hasn't been said about that game? I mean, everybody's a lot of people have played it. You know what, what I kind of realized though, and I wanted to talk about a little bit is the backlog, the pile of shame. Hey, there's a silver lining in the backlog. And the silver lining is you kind of can't go wrong, and you usually pick a pretty damn good game. So as I was sitting there staring at my pile of all the games I haven't played, you know, I was able to grab one that everybody raved about. So nice. There's a silver lining to the backlog, man. Indeed, definitely. 
Wipe away your tears, man. It's exciting (laughs) stuff. (laughs) And that's it for me. All right. Josh, Mark? I guess I'll go. Yeah, you can go, Sicky. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, if I'm suddenly silent, it's because I hit the mute button and I'm coughing my lungs out. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so... Uh, Luke came over over the weekend because my birthday was on Monday, and she got me sick. Your birthday! Happy birthday! Happy birthday! Your first time. All right, enough of that silliness. Okay. We need that on SingStar, by the way, for NCC next year. Definitely. (laughs) Yeah, so we actually, we picked up well, I picked up some of those uh, $20 gift cards or $20 cards at Target that were 17 bucks. So did I. You found some. Nice. Yeah, yeah. And while we were there, they had Avatar on Blu-ray for 20 bucks. So I thought, eh, why not? She hasn't seen it. So we actually sat down and watched that one night. Huh. And you still, to- still together? Huh? <laughs> oh, come on. I like that movie. I thought it. No, I, I'm t- I'm teasing. I liked it too. It looked Avatar. great. <laughs> it looked great on Blu-ray, but it it wasn't quite as good without the 3D. You know, I think it's. See, I've actually that. heard people say the opposite. Where I'm, it was kind of muted when it was in 3D, so it actually looks brighter and crisper on Blu-ray. Well, that's the way it's huh. always going to be, though. Whenever you do a movie in 3D, because you have to wear the glasses, the glasses are polarized, and uh, it, it it's almost like a. A very mild version of a sunglasses, and that's why the colors always get muted. You see the same thing in a, in a lot of Pixar movies. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of movies make sure that the color is actually a lot brighter than they normally would be to compensate for that. But it's still, it's like you're going to the movies and wearing sunglasses. So it, it's it's going to be that way for a while until mm-hmm. they figure out a way to not have to wear glasses to see it. Yeah, interesting. I actually did yeah. enjoy the movie. I thought it was good. It still it still looked gorgeous, but I thought it was cooler in 3D. Maybe that's all yeah. it was. Hmm. All right. I could see that. And uh, I fired up the Xbox. I don't know why. No, I fired <gasps> up the Xbox. <laughs> and uh, I played the Afterburner demo uh, just to try it out. And I don't know. I I was having a hard time with it. Maybe I just suck. <laughs> I forgot but to mention likely. I played that game, too. Did you? Yes. Well, yeah. I did, too, but I'm reviewing it, too. So, you know, stuff. <laughs> Oh, wait, I haven't gone yet. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. Jesus, Mark, go get a drink. <laughs> yeah, serious. Uh. Uh, I played that, and I played uh, an indie game, which is, uh, there There was a lacrosse game indie game last year, and the same people did a new one, which is indoor lacrosse. And supposedly okay. they have the National Lacrosse League license, and I thought, oh, well, that should be cool. So I downloaded that and tried it out, and it was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, last year's one, which was outdoor lacrosse, was actually kind of fun. Um, it was a lot faster than the indoor one, which didn't really make sense to me. I thought the indoor one would move faster, uh, but it was a lot tighter, uh, the the space that you were playing in obviously because indoor lacrosse and it was just really slow it was just not fun at all so Hmm. indie game it's cool that they're they're doing that that they're actually you know 
it's a very full featured game, but it's just it wasn't as good as the as the first one, I don't think. So um on the PSN I played some Cuboid ah, for nice. the first time. Yeah, that was on sale a week or two ago. Do you like it? Yeah, it's cool. It hurts my yeah, brain. I like that game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's cool. <laughs> yeah. It makes me nuts because I'll go through and then I'll have to do the same board over and over again until I get a better score or a quicker, you know. Yeah. Less moves, basically. But yeah, very cool. Um, Just Cause 2, of course. Played another couple hours of that. Man, I gotta still uh, open that. Dude, you really do. Because I just hit another agency mission, which was epic. (laughs) That's all I can say. (laughs) The the way it played out and the way it ended, I don't want to give anything away, but I will say this. Ninjas. Oh, snap. (laughs) Dude, this game just gets better and better the more I play it. It's it's amazing. So, yeah, you definitely have to open that up and try it. Um, Oh, snap. And I wasn't going to buy Super Street Fighter 4, but the stupid VGO (gasps) peer pressure, I bought it. (laughs) (laughs) I can't even play it, and I bought it. Oh, (laughs) jeez. The frickin' hype. One of us. One of us. (laughs) Google gobble, Google gobble. What'd you think of it, Josh? Well, my problem—it looks great, but my problem is I'm back to where I was with the first Street Fighter, which is I'm just mashing buttons like a madman, and that's about it. I just can't—I don't know if I'm not patient enough or what, but I just can't figure out all the moves. Like on the old Street Fighter Two on the Genesis, I had the moves down and I was pretty good at it. Yep. And had a lot of fun with it. But I hadn't really kept up with the fighting games since then. You know, I'd get them here and there and basically button mash my way through them. And now, you know, Super Street Fighter 4, I figured, well, it's pretty cheap. I'll pick it up. And it's cool. It's beautiful. But if I can't get out of the button mashing, I don't know if I'm going to, you know, get too deep into the game, unfortunately. I am. I almost yeah, threw my joystick last night. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't surprise me <laughs> after hearing some of your comments. <laughs> well, what what joystick are you using, Josh? You just using the the regular standard controller? Are you using no, a stick, a pad? Actually, I'm using the uh, the Tekken Six stick that well, came in that bundle. Yeah. Okay. Um, which yeah, it's not the greatest stick in the world, but it's a it's pretty good. You know, it's a decent stick, especially for somebody like me, because all I'm doing is pop 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 pop. You know, so. But yeah, I just I can't quite get all the moves. I went into the training room, and I picked out my character. Um, uh, who was it? Hot chick. I always go for the hot chick. Uh, <laughs> so it's either Yuri. Uh no, not Yuri. Hang on. Cammy. I'm looking at it right now. Oh no, Chun-Li. Ibuki. Oh, oh, there you yeah. go. Yeah, Ibuki's hot. <laughs> 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 yeah, so I'm trying to figure her moves out, and I want to try to get good with her, and then uh, and see if I can actually do anything in there. But it's going to be a long time before I'm actually fighting yeah. real live people. <laughs> I yeah. think it is just got to practice and. You know, like get to the point where you can like pull the moves off without thinking about it. 
So yeah, I don't know. I think for through either VG or Scrub Sport, we should just get like I mean a noobs night going basically because I think a lot of people pick this up who pass on Street Fighter Four, and they're like really? they haven't played a fighting game in a long time. So it might actually not be a bad idea to get everybody together with the the eight person lobbies. Josh, yeah, you and I can help. play. I'm in. <laughs> I want to be yeah. a new. There mate. we go. You and me and us three can play, and and we'll lock the room so Blue Steel doesn't come in and own all of us. <laughs> Blue Steel, the yeah, biggest bully in Street Skype Fighter, or something though. No, he isn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's probably the easiest thing to do. Um, oh, and the other thing, I played um, MLB 10. Uh, I was playing my Road to the Show character again. Nice. Uh, my pitcher's finally getting good. I had a complete game shutout, one hit shutout, and then I followed that up with a complete game, one run, three hit. Uh, Holy crap! Game. I think you're ready to move up, son. Well, that's what I thought, <laughs> and we're it's July 9th. It's right before the All Star break in Double A, and the game is kind of stuck. <laughs> oh, I'm screwed now. It it's. I had my my uh, game that I pitched, and then it moved on a couple days, and then it just stopped uh, two days before the break, the all-star break. And I can't sim to my next game. I can't sim the whole season. I can't do anything. I hit those buttons, and nothing happens. It just sits there. That's not good. Yeah. So I tried restarting, I tried disconnecting from PSN, I tried a couple different things, nothing's happening. You definitely I need think, to post on their forums because they need to know about that stuff. Yeah, I think I'm totally screwed, and I'm going to have to start all over again, just as my pitcher got really good. <laughs> uh, there might now, be a way around it, so that's, that's another reason why I'd say um, actually post about it and see what happens. Yeah, I'll, I'll keep the save game, obviously, but... Uh, for now, I can't do anything, so I guess I just Ugh. start up another character, and I, I kind of want to get into the American League, so it's just the the only pain about the whole thing is you have to go through the entire character creation right from right. the start. You, you have to do all of it, you know, every last little bit of it, and then I don't want to pick a team, you know, I, I just, I'd rather be drafted and just have it be random, because if I have to pick a team, I'll sit there for an hour agonizing over what team to go to. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's how I ended up on the Braves. I wasn't too thrilled with the Braves, but I thought I'd soldier through it and see where I got. But, uh, yeah. Well, then you'd have right, Ted Turner like, money. <laughs> that's true. The Brewers need pitching help, so you'd be called up fast. I'd, uh, I'd go that <laughs> Oh, route. my God. Someone needs to fill in for Trevor Hoffman. I think he's done. Yes. Ugh. Goodbye. Yeah. Sorry, coughing. I hate that guy. <laughs> Shut up, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, on that note, Mark, what have you been playing uh, besides Street Fighter? <laughs> what, that came out? Oh, oh. my God. Somebody's, somebody's got to tell me this stuff. <laughs> well, you said it enough last week. <laughs> um, I actually got my Dojo Edition early from Capcom. Uh, it arrived Friday, which is funny for two reasons. Number one, um, I had pre-ordered the 360 Dojo Edition from their site. And for those who don't know, the Dojo Edition was like the special edition that came with extra stuff like a duffel bag and a t-shirt and some other crap. Um, but I pre-ordered the 360 one on there because at the time they were sold out of the PS3 pre-orders. So eventually they got the PS3 pre-orders back in stock. So I emailed them and canceled my 360 order and ordered the PS3 one. 
And uh, they sent me confirmation that it was canceled and everything. And all of a sudden, it shows up right as we're about to head out the door because we were down in uh, Madison, Wisconsin for the weekend at Cracker Jack's house. And it's my 360 Dojo edition that I canceled. <laughs> and it, it shipped It shipped the day before. I paid for like five to ten day normal UPS ground shipping, and it showed up the next day wow. after I canceled it. So I did still get charged for it, but we kept it anyway. It took uh, He's got a 360, so... Uh, grabbed our 360 fight sticks and pretty much played it all weekend. Um, so my PS3 version arrived on a Tuesday, so I had two dojo editions, but I've sold the extra stuff to cover the cost. Um, and then I got a second PS3 copy because Jess plays and we have two PS3s, so we can both be in the lobbies at the same time. Yes, 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 I'm obsessed, I know. <laughs> Dude. Um, you think? What else? Yeah. Uh, honestly, though, that's pretty much all I played. And I mean, well, I did play some more Sam and Max and Afterburner because we'll be reviewing those. Indeed. Um, there's one thing I did forget to mention last week, most likely because I was drunk, maybe. Yeah, I possibly. I don't think you, uh, you had a couple. I mean, yeah. Yeah. A couple before I even, you know, got home. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I, I bought uh, DJ Hero at Toys R Us when they had it on sale for 50 bucks. Oh, yeah. And I. Uh, like I played a little bit of it after it came out. One of my buddies brought it over, and I, you know I thought it was really cool, but I didn't want to pay like another hundred bucks or whatever the price was for another music game. But right. for fifty bucks for the game and the turntable, I'm like, I really I love the music. I love the mashups in it, yeah. and fifty bucks totally worth fifty bucks easily. I think if you're really into it, it's definitely worth more than that. I just didn't want to spend the full price when that was out. Uh, but yeah, I really, really like it. I'm kind of disappointed there hasn't been a lot of DLC for it, and the DLC packs are actually pretty pricey. There's a new one coming but, out like next week with three more mashups on it, and they've already announced they're doing a that. second game. That surprised me because I looked up the the wiki on it, and it didn't do that well. No, it so sold that, like ass. Yeah, and that's why it's like fifty bucks now. <laughs> <laughs> right, but I think if you get more of those controllers in people's hands, the game, the second game might actually sell. I, I agree. I think the music's amazing in it. I, I yeah. When Cracker Jack was playing that over at your house, it was ex- after Extra Life. He brought it over and he played. Oh, it yeah, for it was like cra- I couldn't hours. remember who brought it over. It was yeah. Cracker Jack. He he played it for like two or three hours, and, and the, I thought the music was phenomenal in it. Um, but I played it myself at uh, at MGC because Sam had it set up, and I thought it was cool. But um, it's not really what I want to play. But I could sit there and listen to the music forever. Yeah, damn right. So there you go. So I think that is it. All right. Didn't play anything else. Well, uh, I think we need to take some time to fill some drinks because uh, Mark's... Well, I'll probably help Mark on a couple of these. Actually, all three of them. Uh, but we got three reviews after the break, so let's take a break and... Uh, Josh and Joel back. can help, too. If they've played them. Oh, thank, thank you. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> I'm always looking out for you guys. I don't know about Clint. <laughs> I don't think they've played them. <laughs> God, you're an we, asshole. We played, we played a little bit of some of those. Oh, we're good. Well, there you go. Yeah. All right. Well, let's take a break. We'll be back.
we are back, and uh, Mark's got a lot of work this week. Holy shit. This is what happens when you uh, go away for weeks on end. And then I come back drunk. Yeah, and you come back drunk and you can't do anything. So this week, you got a lot of work to do. Uh, so first year, I'll help you out with this one because I've played it quite a bit. I don't know if you guys, if Josh and Joel have played this at all yet, but uh, Sam and Max Season 3, Episode 1, uh, The Penal Zone, which... Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> penal. <laughs> so Mark, tell us all about it. Uh, well, for starters, uh, we touched on this, I think it was last week in my, if my hazy memory recalls, we were talking about <laughs> Sam and Max. Uh, it's, it's an old point and click adventure series, which was it originally based off a comic or did the comic come later? That's no, it was, it was remember. based off a comic book series. It was kind of an underground comic and, uh, the, the original point and click game came out on the PC years ago from LucasArts when, when the scum games were really, really popular. So yeah, uh, came out a- after Day of the Tentacle. It was pretty much the follow-up to Day of, Day of the Tentacle, which is Maniac Mansion 2. And yeah. uh, phenomenal. That's when we were talking about Stuckies. I think that was two weeks ago when Mark wasn't around either because I yeah. was talking about Stuckies. Yep. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. The, so yeah, that. really, really great game back then. I mean, it, it was actually kind of a uh, – not a really a trendsetter, but it, it really – kind of took those extra steps past what they did with Day of the Tentacle, where uh, for a while they had the games both on floppy disk, where you could just play the game and everything was text, but you could also get the special edition on CD, which had full voice acting. And LucasArts used to get incredibly great voice actors, um, people that you would recognize. And the PC game is still literally like probably in my top ten of all time. I love Sam and Max Hit the Road so much. It's it's such a great game. So. And then they, and but, then um, Telltale, I think it is, right? Mm-hmm, yep, Telltale Games. Yeah, Telltale came along and revived the series. Yeah, that was that was a while ago now because this obviously this is the third season, but this is the first time it's appeared on PS3. Right. Uh, the other two started as PC exclusive, and then I believe they're also on, or at least season one is also on Wii and 360. I don't right. know if season two ever made it. I'm not sure. I never really but, looked because I always got them on PC. Yeah, but you know, they, we should kind of go over what... Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Do they explain the backstory? So if you jump in on PS3 for the first time, are you going to be... They, uh, they do. Well, let, let's, let me get to that in a second, because I think we should actually define what a point-and-click adventure is, because yes. it's a genre that's kind of dead. I mean, it's been revived yeah. by Telltale, but a lot of people may not know, especially if they're only console gamers. Right. But, uh, um, well, basically what it is, what it, I mean, you're looking at the game almost like it's a big comic book panel to a certain extent, but you can scroll around. Um, and, and they've actually done a really good job of kind of converting the controls to what I know them as with, a, you know, using a mouse and a keyboard over to mm-hmm. PlayStation controls. But um, you move a cursor around and there's different things that you can interact with on the screen. So let's say you see a key sitting on a table. You would move the cursor over to that key and you would say either pick up or use. And all the menus are contextual. So if there's something that you can interact with, the menu changes to to what you actually need in that context. Yeah, it, that's a good way to put it. Yeah, and then it triggers an event when you when you interact with it. So it's not you're not moving the character around with the controller like you would, you know, like a third person, like an Uncharted or anything else. Uh, you're mm-hmm. essentially telling them where to go, telling them what to do, and then they act it out for you. Yeah, you basically point them to what they need to interact with or who they need to talk to. And most right. of these games are very, very dialogue-driven. Kind of like Heavy Rain. Oh, sorry. Kind of, actually. <laughs> I mean, Heavy Rain... Well, with fewer quick-time events. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah, and actually, I mean, 
<laughs> Heavy Rain is an, like sort of an evolution of a, po- a point-and-click adventure game. Right. Yeah, in a way. With more yeah. quick-time events, though, because really you don't see a lot of quick-time events in the old point-and-click adventures. Yeah. And uh, Sam and Max's big draw is that it's pretty much like an absurdist comedy. Yeah. And you've got an anthropomorphic talking dog and a psychotic rabbit. That the psychic are the, powers. The freelance police. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> It's but, um, it's over the top and it's 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 very um they don't really pull any punches. It's it's the writing is is stupendous in the series. Yeah. Uh but to answer your previous question, the, they hit the ground running in this one. Now, I played season 1. I never played season 2. So it kind of throws you in where I'm like I'm not going to spoil anything because it starts out like this, but Sam and Max are being held captive by this intergalactic <laughs> ape pretty much um and all of a sudden like max has psychic powers and it, i'm just kind of like holy shit what did i miss in season two are they gonna explain anything yeah but as soon as you beat that intro it does a rewind and then you're like before the events leading up to that point so you find everything out it kind of reintroduces you to the characters and to all the situations and you get up to that point you're in in that opening scene but it's it's a great way to start it off, especially for console gamers who might not be used to this, because I, I thought season one was good, but a little on the slow side. So this one feels a lot tighter, and like it has a little more purpose, I guess. Because yeah. I got stuck on a few random things. Like the, the big thing in this one is like Max's psychic powers, because you can actually see the future with like his... They're, they're the <laughs> toys of power. They're all like preschool... <laughs> Like baby toys, like he's got a view master that can see the future and stuff. It's, um, but it's pretty funny because you can look at uh, most of the stuff you can interact with and it'll show you the future events. Sometimes what you're supposed to do, sometimes just something funny. It's really cool. Yeah. But it's it's episode one. Uh, you have to buy the, the, the game as the season and it's $35 right now. And they're coming out with one, I think, every month. It's it's really good. I mean, there's a demo out there that you can try. So if you've never played an adventure game before, I really recommend trying it. I think they did a fantastic job translating the point-and-click mouse controls to the PlayStation controller. That was what concerned me the most when I found out this was coming. Definitely, yeah. So, I uh, That was one of my big concerns as well, and I think they did a fantastic job moving it over to a controller. Mm-hmm. And then the game is funny. The story is enjoyable. Like I, I think it's great. I paid. I did the pre-order thing, so I got it for thirty bucks. I, I can't recommend it enough because I, you know, I actually never was an adventure game player. I didn't really discover them until really Sam and Max season one was not necessarily the first one I ever played, but it was the first one that I ever really got into. Uh, so I, I think it's awesome. I was so happy to see that Monkey Island Special Edition, another great adventure game, came to PSN last week. I haven't yeah. bought that yet though. I need to. I don't know. I I think this is great. Play the demo to see if it's your thing. It's it's not going to be for everybody. Definitely not. Uh, but shit, I probably give it an A minus. Like just based on the first episode. I I think I'd agree with you on that. I uh, I haven't finished it yet, but I'm pretty close to the end of it, and I am right back in the day. I mean, it's not the same voice actors, but they're they're very close to the original voice actors, and it's got the same great writing and the same great comedy as as the old one. So. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I probably agree with you on that. No, I think they did a great, great job. Um, I mean, it's kind of hard to judge it because this is like, I mean, it is a standalone thing. It takes a couple hours to get through, but yeah, it, 
I don't really know what else to say, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely try the demo out, though. I mean, it's it's something that you're probably not used to. I mean, if you've played Heavy Rain, you kind of know what the mechanics are going to be to a certain extent without the quick time events. Uh, mm-hmm. But it's it's all about you know trying to find your way around in the game, but also just experiencing the great story and the great writing and seeing kind of how we used to play games back in the old days. Yeah, it's essentially puzzle solving either through like items or conversation. Exactly. Yeah. What's the dif- what's the difficulty level like? You point and click adventures as you described them sounds really simple, but back in the day they were oh. painstakingly difficult yeah. at times. Well, what's this are. one? What's this it, one like in that regard? This one's a lot easier, I think. It also depended on who the game came from. The LucasArts ones normally weren't as hard as a game from like Sierra with uh, the King's Quest series. And I mean, the hardest ones I ever played were probably the, the, uh, the two Manhunter games. They were ridiculous. Like, we, we called the Sierra helpline a couple times because there, there was no way we would have ever figured them out. Like, to escape this thing, you had to flush the toilet and it opened up a secret door and you had to, like, flush yourself down the toilet. I mean, it was <laughs> such ridiculous crap that you were like, are you kidding me? But Yeah, the day, the day back before Game Facts... When we would literally pull all of our hair out, oh, like, God. what the hell are we supposed to do? Or even Just, better. Like, wa- walking in circles, clicking on everything. like yeah. okay. yep. <laughs> Or even better, oh, Sierra yeah. used to bring out um, code books or hint books, and they would come with like a highlighter, and if you the ran highlighter, the highlighter yeah. over the letters... I still have all those. <laughs> yeah, everything would be invisible until you ran the highlighter over where the letters were, and it would it, this invisible ink would pop up so you didn't ruin the rest of the game for yourself. Oh yeah, I still That's have all awesome. those for for uh, the King's Quest series. Oh yeah, definitely That's so funny. Yeah, those were great. Man, I remember playing King's Quest on the TRS eighty. <laughs> I picked up King's Quest on Sega Master System recently. Oh yeah, really? I didn't even know they ported it to that, but I saw it and I'm like, oh cool, it's either. cheap. I'll buy it. That's got to be a completely different experience. Yeah, I, yeah, I think I'm sure it, is, it is actually. I think there's a King's I'm not Quest for the NES also. Good. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah. I think. How do you yeah. do that? Because you had to type stuff in there too. On yeah, those. I, I don't know. Who knows? It probably wow. has, uh, you know, the select the button. Uh, you have to type with, uh, you know, a, a virtual keyboard on the screen or something. Who knows? Probably. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, but the, yeah the, I had those on the Apple too. Those were awesome. <laughs> man, we're old. Yeah, no shit. Where's <laughs> Where's the old guy reference or song bit yeah, we, here? Oh, somebody oh, sent God. us those, but I haven't listened to them yet. Damn it. PS but, uh, Nation, old guy reference. Oh, well. <laughs> the, the new one's much easier than some of those old ones. But I think part of that, too, is the episodic content where it's a smaller bite-sized game. So instead of having an entire game where, with your, where you have a gigantic inventory full of items you don't know what the hell to do with, you're only carrying a couple things at a time. And usually when you pick something up, you're going to be using it pretty soon after that. Yeah, definitely. It makes it a lot easier. And there is a little hint thing that you can crank up in the game. And when you do that, it means Sam and Max will make comments like, hey, let's go talk to so-and-so. Or, hey, I wonder what happened if we go check this out. Yeah. That kind of stuff. And basically, I think the frequency which with which I'll say that depends on how high you crank the hint thing. Yeah, that's what it is, actually, because I was messing around with that. Because I, I was like, hints, what are you talking about? And I finally figured it out when I put it all the way up to the top. I'm like, oh! Yeah, I did too. And then they start saying the same thing every two minutes. I'm like, okay, guys, I get it. I'm trying to get there, but the game doesn't move that fast. <laughs> I get it already! Shut up! <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, highly recommended. 
All right. Well, on to the next one, which uh, Mark and I especially were very, very excited for after playing this at GameWorks last year. Uh, Afterburner yeah. Climax for the PSN. I climaxed. I pretty much did, too. It's arcade perfect. Oh, yeah, definitely. Other yeah, than, you it know, looks the gorgeous. I, I will give it that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm an old school Afterburner fan, so I was very, very psyched to play this. And I... I I mean, if you've seen it in the arcade, my God, it, it literally is arcade perfect in every way, it, it, except for having the huge hydraulic system to whip you around when you're playing the game. <laughs> yeah, and it is missed. I'm not going to lie. A little bit, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The game is still good. If you don't know what Afterburner is, it's it's a forced scrolling, basically, basically on rails, yeah, like airplane game. But there, I mean, there isn't so much on rails because when I think on rails, I think, you know, they're sending you like through cool scenery and like scripted events and stuff where afterburners basically the land is zooming by underneath you and you're just dodging missiles and shooting other planes down. Isn't it and, what uh, Eddie Furlong was playing in Terminator 2 when the cop came uh, looking for him? Uh, Afterburner 2, I think you're right. He was sitting remember. in one of those cabinets. I don't remember which one it was. Yeah, yeah I think you're right, actually. If I my hatred remember. for Terminator 2 would allow me to watch it, I, I could have <laughs> Wow, you hate that movie? I hate the preachiness of it. I really do. Oh. Sorry. Yeah, but, all right, wait. Did you like 3? No. Oh, okay. I, I actually <laughs> didn't mind 3. I enjoyed some of the action oh. scenes in 3, but I thought it was... I, I didn't like the uh, the actor and... The first one's no, the great. I mean, the first one's always going to be good. But... Suck. And then I just yeah. well, might as well, might as well do this right away. Because uh, uh, yeah, holy tangent, I, uh, Batman. <laughs> I then saw because they're playing it nonstop on HBO and Cinemax now. Uh, Terminator Salvation. I saw. Yeah. Yikes! That was awful. Mm-hmm. I haven't watched I haven't it yet. I it. keep seeing that it's on, but again, it's got some cool effects, some cool action scenes, uh. but ugh. But see, it should have ended it too. They ended it at two. They they made the perfect. Know. This is over. The story is over. You can't. But when you have time travel, you can it. do anything. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like yeah, right that's out why we movie have from existence. <laughs> there there <laughs> there were a couple of very Planet cool of throwbacks in Salvation that I don't want to spoil. But they did a couple things where I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. But I did not like Terminator Salvation at all. I yeah yeah. Wow. I heard the ending made no sense. <laughs> but I'll have to watch it. Yeah, it wasn't too good. Actually, the ending, I, I really wanted to throw something at the screen about that point. <laughs> and while we're talking movies, what the hell, I saw The Losers, by the way. And I really enjoyed that. I think that's actually the A-team. That's going to up the A-team this year. One-up the A-team. So anyway, back to Afterburner right. Climax. <laughs> hey, video game. Nice, tr- nice transition. Nice. Super. Yeah. <laughs> so... Climax is essentially the same game that Afterburner 2 was in, like, 1989. Yeah. There's not a lot that's changed other than the graphics are phenomenal. It moves so fast. It it just, I mean, it really does look amazing. Yeah. Um, it When it was in the arcade, it was actually on an HD monitor, and you were sitting so close to the screen, and, like, the hydraulic thing's moving you around. Like, it was just crazy, but you don't necessarily get, you know, the overwhelming sense from it. But the home versions of the old Afterburner games, I always found fun, and I still find this one equally fun. But you have to understand, it's an arcade game. Yeah. You know, you're not going to get anything super substantial out of this. You can blow through the game in like less than 20 minutes if yeah. you you know are good at it or credit feed it. Uh, there's different paths you can take, which just basically changes up the scenery or sends you flying through a different canyon. Occasionally, you have to 
chase down a certain target. But uh, I mean, that's it. You basically have a machine gun, missiles that re- like regenerate. Uh, you can do a barrel roll. Do a barrel, do a barrel roll. roll. <laughs> if you want to dodge missiles. And that's it. Yeah, you speed up, slow down. And then, oh, well, of course, there's the climax mode where you go into slow mo and you can target a bunch of enemies at once and like build huge combos. Yeah, but that's it. It's a- yeah, the climax mode. That's what <laughs> she said. <laughs> yeah, they finally did something right with this. Hey. Um, yeah, I. I think it's awesome, but I like like you, Glenn. I'm a big Afterburner fan. I always yeah. love the game. I think this is great. You can even select Afterburner 2's music, and it's the same old like 16-bit arcade music, which I did the very first time I played it. <laughs> I did too. And repeat says you can do that it's in the arcade version awesome. too. Awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, nice. But there's a bunch of unlockables you can get that just let you tweak the game, like uh, unlimited continues, more lives, um, like different cur- like reticles for your your targeting cursor at but they're all through different things in the game like shooting down certain things or i think beating things in a certain amount of time completing the game with one of the planes so there's three selectable planes to start with and there's actually trophies for beating the game with each one and you can customize you know? the paint job yo yeah which it's actually cool they look I really love nice it. yeah well and and probably so, the uh, best ex unlockable is automatic machine gun oh yeah, I enabled that right away. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. It's man, yeah. It, it's 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 so great. I mean, the, the game looks phenomenal, and the music, even the the redone music and everything, is really really good. And mm-hmm. I love how they've kind of mixed up the gameplay a little bit more than Afterburner Two was, where you you know you're going through more canyon stuff, and and you have some objectives every now and then. Like if there's a a stealth plane you have to go after, and you can only hit it with machine guns, and and They've kind of mixed it up a little bit to, to you know, although that last yeah. level is insane. Yeah, it is. I, I, I like was on my last guy when I, I think got I through was that too. level. <laughs> but it's cool, and I don't know. I like I said, you got to understand it's an arcade game. For me, like being an Afterburner fan and just an arcade game fan in general, it's this is so worth ten bucks. Definitely, yeah. No, it's no question. Old school arcade fun. But um, if you're not used to that thing or used to arcade games like that it might not be worth 10 bucks to you uh, and it's you know i it, i'm honest because some people are going to play through like blow through it credit feeding and yeah. be like that's it i spent 10 bucks on this exactly so it yeah you gotta you gotta know what you're getting into with it yeah. they they help the replayability a little bit with all the uh the unlocks and everything else in it and i mean there are a ton of unlocks in it so, I mean, it helps a little bit, but yeah, you're completely right. It's an arcade game that you can credit feed through, essentially, especially when you unlock the uh, unlimited uh, continues option. Oh, yeah. But it's just, it's it's one of those great games that you can just sit down and play for like 15, 20 minutes, and then you're done. And, you know, it's one of those little time wasters that you have. And yeah, I, and there's man, always I, like score chase, too, because there's yeah. like a time attack and all that kind of stuff. Exactly. But yeah, essentially, yeah. you're paying $10 for an arcade game that, uh, is a very well done arcade game, but you know it's still not made to last hours and hours. It's made to last no like twenty minutes. And I, I'm glad they actually stuck to that. They just ported the straight up arcade game instead of trying to mess with it, other than throwing in some unlockable stuff. <laughs> Put a story in it like that kind of mirrors Top Gun. You're dangerous. Oh God, yeah. Well, oh, remember Jambo Safari, like Sega, <laughs> one of the light gun games, like yeah. the arcade light gun game Sega yeah. did. At Fud Ruckers. Ow. Yeah. Oh it, yeah, that's right. A, it is a Fud Ruckers. 
Yep. It's a fun game, but they made a Wii version of it, and they totally changed it. Now it's like Jambo Safari Animal Rescue, and you're oh. like going to save animals. And <laughs> I mean, it was a light gun game. Port a light gun game. Seriously. <laughs> oh, it's for the Wii. Go what? figure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like you know, game for the what, Wii. No. But what kills me is like House of the Dead. You know, they got two House of the Dead two and three Ghost Squad. And House of the Dead Overkill, straight up light gun games. But then they take Jambo Safari, which is a light gun game, and make it something else. Ugh. It makes yeah. no sense. I'm I'm glad that they brought this out too. I mean, you know, Outrun only came out in Europe for, for PS3 and never even made it over here. You had to get it on the 360 if you wanted to play it over here. So I'm just yeah. glad to see that Sega actually brought it out in the US. Yeah, I am too. But I personally, as you know, a Sega fan and an Afterburner fan and an arcade fan, I totally give this an A. Definitely. Me too. I I was grinning the entire time I was playing it. Me too. And I actually need to play more of it because I didn't get a lot of time with it. Uh, I think I've gone through it twice mm-hmm. now. Is this the best home console version of Afterburner? Oh. I would say definitely. I would think so. It yeah. would have to be. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is essentially Afterburner 2, but with more stuff and better graphics that make it a better game. To me, it was just fun playing it at home. Uh, the only time mm-hmm. I've ever played this game, at least in a manner that was actually enjoyable, was at an arcade. Yeah, yeah it's, I, it's, to, I spent hours with the the Genesis version of Afterburner too. I love that game. Yeah, so actually, I, I did too. Yeah, I only I never tried the second one. PC uh, Engine version is good too. Yeah, actually, it is. Indeed. And just to th- throw in a nod there to my game of the year, Bayonetta, they yeah. actually have a remixed version of the Afterburner <laughs> theme during the motorcycle sections of that game. Awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, all right well oh geez all right we grab a beer i actually got shit for this in an email there uh, somebody said oh glenn you you always try to rush mark when he talks about fighting games <laughs> let me let me just explain myself really quick it's not about that because i we, i mean i still think i talk a lot about fighting games but it gets to the point where, like, half of VG Evo, that's all they talk about is Street Fighter 4. It got a little old after a while to me. So that's all it was. But, but all Super you play Street is Killzone Fighter. and Battlefield. <laughs> and Mag, and uh, Final Fight, and Gravity Crash, and My Nation Racers, and Pinball. and Anyway, so uh, Super Street Fighter 4, uh, everybody here has it up. Jesus, here we go. <laughs> oh, was that your fifth game of the year? It's only April. Yeah, I'm done for the year. <laughs> <laughs> well, why don't we, Joel and Josh? Do you guys have anything to say about this game before Mark goes on his tirade of of love? It stinks. It stinks. <laughs> it stinks. <laughs> 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 no, yes, everything stinks. I'd like to add that it's it's. It's definitely a deep game, and you can get a lot out of it. So for those people that want to invest hundreds of hours, have at it. But don't be swayed away, casual players, because as a casual game, it's still pretty damn good. So even though we around VG Evo, not me, but most other people at VG Evo, geek out about it and spend just tons of time, and they research their characters, and they're checking out YouTube clips, and they're discussing strategies... You still can play this game even if you're more casual, and it's still a good time. Or you so. can come over to Battlefield Bad Company to and join us. <laughs> so look for Super Street Fighter Four Noob Night coming soon. Yeah, definitely. I'll I'll be in that. I'll I'll definitely play in that because I'm tired of getting. I wrong. do think that's a good idea. 
But I agree. It, it you can have fun with this game if even if you're more casual about it, but you need to play people of the same skill level. Because sure. like most games, I mean even first person shooters, if you're playing somebody who's really fucking good at the game, it's not much fun if you're new. Yeah. And this is less friendly than some other fighting games. Like, I always considered Soul Calibur kind of more of a... I know it's more than a button-mashy fighter, but I always felt it was friendlier to newcomers because they could still pull off stuff easier. Where Street Fighter is a little more precise. You can still button-mash your way, but if you're playing somebody who knows what they're doing... I mean, Soul Calibur's the same way. If you're playing somebody who knows what they're doing, you're going to get slaughtered, but... right. It seems easier in some other fighting games than it is in here. And I know Capcom claims they tried to make this one friendlier. I mean, the same, I mean, it's Super Street or original Street Fighter 4, you know, they're like, oh, you know, we've, we tried to make the motions easier. It's like, you really haven't. The, the input no. windows are a little bit longger, but you still need to do everything pretty precisely. Um, but it wouldn't, anyway. be the, it, it wouldn't be a good game if people could just roll up, mash a bunch of buttons, and beat the best players. Exactly. And that's, <laughs> that's what people say for killer Hey, hey, hey. Hey, speak for yourself. You can beat me like that, Josh, but not the good players. All right. <laughs> but people are worried about Marvel versus Capcom 3 because they're they're saying that they're trying to make it more casual friendly. So people are like, what? It's going to be like one button special moves. What's, you know, how's that going to work? You'll find out in 2011. So, yeah. But to rewind a bit, if in case you're living under a rock and don't know what this is, Super <laughs> Street Fighter 4 is the upgrade slash update slash standalone expansion pack for Street Fighter 4, which came out last February. Uh, this is a $40 game. You don't need the original to play it. Nope. It is not available as DLC for the original. Uh, but what it, this basically does is tweaks the original Street Fighter 4, adds 10 more characters for a total of 35 uh, add some new backgrounds, some new music, some new modes, kind of revamps the online stuff a little bit. And there will actually be an upcoming DLC pack that will add bracketed tournament mode, which looks really, really cool. Well, you, you forgot but, the biggest thing. Hmm. All the characters are unlocked right away. Ah, uh, yeah. That is a godsend. Huge. That makes you, it good for me. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> it makes it good for everybody, though. Because if you didn't know, um, Street Fighter Four only had the original arcade characters unlocked when you started it up. I'm trying to remember how many that was. I think it was 16? I think it was 16, yeah. And then they added a bunch of new characters for the home version, but you had to unlock them by beating arcade mode with different characters, (laughs) which was a complete pain in the ass and made worse by the fact that the save game was locked. Yeah. So if you just wanted to like take the game to a friend's house and play around with it, you couldn't take a save file with you to unlock everybody. Or if your system crashed and you lost your, your hard drive, you're going to have to do it all over again. It many, was ridiculous. How many times were you, were you over at your house or over at Scott's house and, oh, crap, i got to unlock all the characters for tonight? Yep. Oh. It, it was absolutely ridiculous. So thankfully they listened and unlocked everybody from the start, even the boss. So that's pretty fucking badass. You've got 35 Bruce characters. Springsteen's in the game? god i hope not (laughs) uh and speaking of bad music they they removed indestructible thank god i will say yeah i actually really like the new music in the game uh there was one Mm -hmm. where it was almost like a rave or you know it was like this electronica version of it uh but i really like the new music they've they've done a nice job of, of kind of mixing it up quite a bit 
one of the things I'm really happy about is I've been a Street Fighter fan for a long time. I'm not necessarily good at the game, but I like it a hell of a lot. Uh, but they gave every character a remixed uh, theme now from the old games or for the right. new characters made new ones. And only a, certain characters in the original Street Fighter 4 had their own themes. Not everybody did. So now everybody does. And normally you only hear it when you play through arcade mode and fight your rival. But after you do, I don't actually know what unlocks it, but after you play it for a while, you'll, it'll unlock the option to do the remix theme instead of the stage music. So then no matter, it. like, yeah, uh, I don't know what causes it though. Cause when I was on 360, I beat arcade mode and unlocked. I beat arcade mode twice on the PS3 version and it didn't unlock. And then I was just like doing some trials later, exited and then it unlocked. Huh. So it must be either a timed thing or you have to do a certain number of things. But yeah, you'll you'll hear your uh, opponent's music every time you fight them after you enable that, which is really cool. They still have the option to put every single character in either English or Japanese voice independently, which is nice because some of the some of the English voices suck. They really do. Indeed. Yes, they do. Um, the new backgrounds are awesome, and yeah. they actually really overshadow the old ones. The, the I think the solar eclipse one is my favorite with all the, the like the hippos and with the little meerkats are like running back and forth watching <laughs> the fight and when you do stuff they'll like jump around and flip so cool so so like interactive they have like the India stage with the elephants that fall over there's a what the Korean street stage the final fight stage where it's like a skyscraper and you see uh, Andor or Hugo from Final Fight in the background yep like working on the building it some really cool stuff and i really wish they could have gone back and tweaked to the old ones a little bit just maybe added a little more polished them up a little bit um i would have been ecstatic if they made character specific backgrounds for everybody like the old games but with 35 characters that's kind of a tall order it's a lot of levels yeah speaking of the characters though uh the new characters you've got three new characters from Street Fighter Alpha, Guy, Cody, and Adon. And Guy and Cody are, of course, originally from uh, Final Fight. You've got T-Hawk and DJ returning from Super Street Fighter. And you've got, uh, from Street Fighter 3, Dudley, Makoto, and Ibuki. Then you have two brand new characters, Yuri and Hakan. All these new characters, I think, round out the cast awesomely. It's great to see some of the old faces back. But I think a lot of people complained that the original Street Fighter 4 ended up being a little Shoto clone heavy, like the Ryu Ken template characters, where they've got the Dragon Punch, the Fireball. So right. you had Ryu Ken, Akuma, Sakura, Dan. They all, I mean, they're, they're different characters, but fundamentally they're very, very similar. But none of the new characters are like that. They're all very different. And I think if you can't find somebody out of these 35 characters that fits your play style, then you're doing something wrong. Uh-huh. I think it's it's fucking good. I I haven't actually. I mean, I've, God, I don't know how much time we've actually put into the game already, but I haven't even played all of the new characters yet because I kind of had my eye on my favorites. I was playing around with them, and you know, some I'm I'm like I really like, but I'm not sure I want to play them. Like T Hawk, I had my eye on, but I'm really not that good with grappler characters, so I don't know if I'm going to play them. And Guy ended up being a lot more fun than I thought he was going to be. So I don't know who I'm going to play. Honda's still the only character I can play worth a shit. I'm suck with everybody else. <laughs> um, like me. <laughs> but uh, the, the, like, the really important thing, though, is the online. And unfortunately, it's not 
nearly as improved as everybody hoped it would be. I know a lot of people hoped it would use GGPO, which is that PC service that also BlazBlue used, which was fantastic for online. And, uh, sorry, Final Fight Double Impact also uses. Indeed. That, that's like the, the high bar for online and like a fighting arcade style game. They didn't use it. They, they're still using ba- the same basic net code they used before. Uh, I, Honestly, I'm not trying to be an apologist, but I can understand why. And this is the part where Marquis will shut off the podcast and never. <laughs> well, I mean, if they were, if they <sighs> threw GGPO in there, they'd have to redo a lot of stuff. Exactly, and they've even said that this was a tight schedule. They did what they could do. I mean, it, you know, I'm sure there's a ton of stuff they would have added if they had time. Like I had originally read, all the old characters would have a new rival to fight in arcade mode, but it only turned out like half a dozen of them have a new one. So, you know, it's stuff they cut out, but I think they concentrated on most of the important things to get in there. I wish they could have done more with the netcode. The new stuff is mostly great. Um, the unranked matches are now a lobby system, which everybody wanted because it was only one-on-one before. So you can have a lobby of up to eight people where you spectate the matches and you just right. go through. Uh, as we found out, the problem with this is if you have more than like four people in it, the voice chat goes to shit. Now, has that happened with you in other rooms besides the other night? Because yes, yes. I was wondering it's if it's because to, you three had PS3s on your one mm-hmm. internet connection. No, it, it's happened to numerous people, and I played okay. a lot of online matches, and it happened. Okay, um, I was just so curious. The voice, yeah, no, no, it makes sense, because we had Scott from Welcome to the Goo over and had three PS3s going, and all three of us were online. But when the, the voice chat ends up just sounding like... Yeah, it was pretty bad. Yeah, which is super disappointing. When you're, we have less than four, or you're one on one, it's fine. Like Street Fighter Four was fine that way too. It's just really disappointing, and it's hopefully something they can patch. The other big problem is that the ranked uh, quick match is still just as bad as Street Fighter Four, if not worse. Literally, I mean, this is when you go into a ranked match, you select quick match just to get you know set up with somebody to fight one on one. I literally, like, out of 35 tries, got three matches that connected. It was really, really bad. Wow. Um, there's there's ways around it. You know, the weird thing is when we were playing before the release day, I mean, I know this was on 360, but apparently the 360 is having similar issues, maybe not quite as bad with the, the ranked quick match. But, when we, you know, before the game came out, we didn't really have a problem. I don't. It doesn't really make sense to me, though, because if there were less people online, why were we getting into matches faster? So, but I I don't know. What happens is it'll say like connecting to opponent or like searching, then connecting. And all of a sudden it'll say, cannot connect with opponent and then dump you back to the search. Huh? So it, that's how Street Fighter 4 was too. Like you'd, instead of uh, just matching you with a single person, it would come up with a list. So you try to connect to somebody and more often than not, they'd already be like connecting to a game so you can connect to them. All right. Now there are ways around this, just like Street Fighter 4, because you can make your own ranked room and let somebody connect to you. You can also do the the fight request by playing single-player arcade mode, and then it's basically like you're just waiting for somebody to butt into your match, like you're in an arcade and somebody hit, you know, pops a quarter in player two and hits start to fight you. So they hmm. still have that, and this time you can actually turn it off and on while you're in arcade mode instead of having to start over, which is nice. So it that's really disappointing, because I thought they would fix that. But otherwise, the netcode is solid. I never... Once you're in a game, like even in Street Fighter 4, I never had a big problem with it. 
If you have a four or five bar match, I always found it to be pretty much perfect. Three bar mostly worked, sometimes was a little laggy, and then less than that usually isn't worth playing. Yeah, so I, I think even much- with our match last night on the eight-player eight lobby, I think because everybody else is uh, spectating, I think I only had a couple of little hitches here and there, and nothing was ever bad enough to make the game not playable. I mean, it was no, very, very minor. Yeah, and the, thankfully the lobbies don't seem to really affect it at all. And it definitely favors whoever's in the match, because at one point, one of my matches, like, I was spectating, and it froze. Yeah, it sent also all then, into the lobby, and they kept their match going. Okay, yeah, so it's good that, the, you know, it'll favor that and put everything towards people who are playing, as it, you know, it should be. But like I said, there's a tournament mode DLC coming. Looks really cool. You can actually do online bracketed tournaments. I think they said that's coming in June. Yep. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. I mean, this this package is great. If you've got a save file from Street Fighter Four, your bonus is colors eleven and twelve, which take your default costume or the first color of the original alternate costumes. That if you bought that DLC, it can either put an ink filter on them, kind of like the Focus Attack ink filter, yep. or the cross hatch, like the new art style is. They're neat. Um, they they don't really fit in with the backgrounds that well, oh. which kind of sucks, but. They had these filters, well, they had the ink filter in the PC version of it, as well as two other filters, and I think it's a cool effect, but after a while I'm just like, eh, I'll just, you know, use a normal costume so everything looks right. <laughs> no, yeah. I, I think it's a fantastic the- package, and, and for 40 bucks, I mean, like I said, it, it's it's kind of funny, you would, you would almost expect Street Fighter 4 to come out at 40 and this to come out at 60 I mean, this is such a more complete package, and it's everything that was good in Street mm-hmm. Fighter 4 plus a ton of content. Right, and they've tweaked... Oh, I can't forget the new Ultras. They tweaked all the old characters. So, like, the the overpowered ones are hopefully, you know, more fair, and the lesser characters are hopefully beefed up enough. And everybody has a new Ultra, which is basically your revenge attack when you take enough damage. You can, like, pull off this massive combo, and if it connects, you know, you take off a huge amount of life. Like, you select both of them. If you ever played Street Fighter Three, you had three super arts, which are essentially the same thing that you could select from. Now it's two, but like when you're online now, every mode is a blind select, so you can't see who your opponent picks. But once they pick a character, it'll pop up, and if you wait long enough, like, you, like you'll select both your characters, they'll both pop up so you see who you're fighting, then you can select your ultra, which is really nice, because some ultras are definitely better against certain characters. So it's you can't really counterpick anymore, which is real. that was a big problem with with non-blind select before because you know oh you're playing that character well i'll just pick this one who they have a major disadvantage against i mean the ultras i don't think i don't really consider the ultras like that because it's more strategic you have to still know what you're doing with them you can't just overpower them with a character that you know say honda is against sagat you know it's a bad matchup because sagat can just throw fireballs all day and keep them out so now you know they'll pick somebody and i'll pick honda and I can either pick his first ultra, which is good against fireballers because it can go through a fireball, or his new grab ultra, which is good against characters who are like up in your face all the time. <laughs> up in your so, grill. Yeah, but it's a nice additional level of strategy. I think it's really cool. Shit. Don't forget the uh, the bonus stages. Oh, that's right. Those are really cool. Yeah. Special, well, I, okay, I like the final fight one. <laughs> the final that's that's a the really car. cool nod to yeah. the car smashing bonus stage from final fight not but so I, sure I, about the uh the barrels the barrel one i always found that one annoying in street fighter 2 
Well, so. the other problem with the barrel one is that they, since they rebalance the characters from what I'm used to, I used to be able to use Ryu all the time in Street Fighter 2 and just do the the hard kick, and he would just lay, you know, raise his leg right up and bust all the all the barrels. Well, he can't do that anymore. So yeah. I would kick him, and they would just bounce off. I'm like, son of a bitch. So yeah, <laughs> kind of sucked. But it is cool because you can open, you can unlock the option to turn those off. Yeah. Yeah, that's nice. Once you beat the arcade mode once, you can turn them off. And I think they're neat. Yeah. And it's a nice throwback to the original. But I don't know. Personally, I probably would have rather seen them put other content into it. Huh. I'm glad they added them. It kind of brings me back yeah. a little bit. Yeah. So, But you brought up a good point about the price. Now, um, it was a Hatman TC, and I think C.R. Hopkins got into it with me on Twitter yesterday. Huh. Because they they were like, so you paid $60 for Street Fighter 4, and then Capcom brings out a more complete version later for another $40. So, does, you know, is that, how is that fair? Is that like a $60 demo you paid then? And, like, I think part of their point was, you know, Gran Turismo Prologue got a lot of flack for being a $40 paid demo for a $60 game. But I don't consider this like that, because Street Fighter 4 was a full game. It really was. And I got hundreds and hundreds of hours out of that one. And then the, I don't think Super would actually exist if Street Fighter 4 hadn't done well in the first place. I'm sure it was always planned to happen if the game did well. But if the game had bombed, why would they have bothered to bring this out? Well, and also look at it this way. You would have spent 100 bucks anyway if you were a fan of the series. If Let's mm-hmm. say Street Fighter 4 came out at 40 and then this came out at 60 and it's a, a bigger package. You would have spent a, the same amount of money. But I agree. I mean, there's a certain extent of, of truth to the fact that a lot of people give Gran Turismo 5 Prologue shit for being 40 bucks at the time. And, yeah. you know, it, it, I mean, that argument holds a little bit of water. Uh, the thing is, look how many hours and hours and days that people have spent on Street Fighter 4. I mean, they definitely got their money out of the game. Yeah. But look at Left 4 Dead 1 and 2, and they were both 60 bucks. That's... Uh, well, look at yeah. a lot of games. You pay $60 for a sports game every year. And I don't see that as being a lot different than Street Fighter 4 to Super Street Fighter 4, where yeah, they've tweaked it and updated stuff. Yeah, I mean, it depends on the year, too. I mean, some years there's a huge leap in the, in the differences. But, yeah, I mean, that, that's a good point, too. But I think people are yeah. in that mindset now where if it's a sports game and you're a fan of, like, Madden or MLB or whatever... You're just going to be doing it every year, no matter what, right? But and super it, and Street Fighter Four is like nineteen bucks brand new now. Yeah, right. right? So thirty nine ninety nine makes sense because it's it's got a lot more content, but not sixty dollars or forty dollars more. Yeah, I I mean right. I'm actually really glad that Capcom made the decision to not bring this out at, at a full sixty bucks. I think oh definitely that was one of their best decisions because they would have gotten a lot more flack for for bringing this out at sixty bucks. I think. I mean, they it's, look at what they used to do with the Genesis and Super Nintendo versions. Yeah. They they did milk those games. You know, every new version was expensive, and when Super Street Fighter Two came out for those systems, yep. it was more expensive. I think that was sixty dollars at that time, it was seventy bucks. And yeah. oh, was it? And yep. it, it tanked because they made so many of them. And at that by that point, people were like, "I already have two versions of the game," and unless you're really into the fighting game scene, you wouldn't understand why it was worth buying another version of it. Yeah, it was, was 70 bucks then, things, because of all the memory chips in it, because I think it was a 32-meg card on the Genesis. Yeah, the it was. Month. Actually, yeah. I think it was bigger than that. It, I want to say it was 48, the, but I thought it was 32. 
I think it was four. It might have been thirty-two on SNES and like forty-eight on Genesis. That might be it. Yeah, but I mean, I, I remember that vividly. Those games coming out at such a high price, and nobody wanted it. I mean, it it just didn't I sell did. or the shit. <laughs> no, it didn't. It bombed hard. Yeah, but they've already said that they're not going to have like a Super Street Fighter Four Turbo. This okay. will be the last disc-based retail version of it. Um, if they said any future updates will be through DLC or you know free like if it's just like a character tweaking balance thing it may even be like a free update who knows so i i pretty much trust them on that because they, they've i think capcom is more aware of what they've done in the past with sure. these games and it wasn't that long ago sure it was like a decade but people remember <laughs> never forget yeah uh, it's but I- yes Th- this game, this game, yeah. This package has enough yeah. in it, though, that you're not going to get bored anytime soon. I mean, 35 oh. characters and you know the additional levels and everything included, especially when they get that bracketed system out in June. There's a lot of content here for 40 bucks, and and yeah, you know, even though I get pissed off at the game, and even though I'm not very good at it or whatever else, I can still appreciate how good of a package this is, and and that's the whole thing about it. it it's it's something that I've been impressed with since day one that I put it in the system and, and started messing around with it. Uh, basically, it's just, it's Street Fighter Four expanded in every way that you can think of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is like the ultimate version of Street Fighter Four, and that's that's not to say that the original wasn't good as it was because right. it was awesome. This is the Criterion Collection is, version. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and it, you know, they could not have gotten away with selling this at 50 or 60. They really couldn't have. No, I think they would have gotten a lot of flack. And I mean, it would have sold to the hardcore crowd. But I think bringing this out at 40 bucks also has another effect on the game. And that is, it's a lot more accessible to people that didn't pick up Street Fighter 4, but mm-hmm. still want to try it out because their friends are playing it. And now it's at a more affordable price. You know, and, and everybody that has Street Fighter 4 is essentially moving over to, over to Super now. And you're going to have all these yeah. people to play online. And I, I think it was a brilliant strategy on Capcom's part, to be honest. Oh, definitely. And uh, we should point out that Super and Original Street Fighter 4 are not cross-compatible. Nope. You can't play somebody who has the other one. Um, and I, I do agree. I think this was, you know, I think they potentially could have done this as a download. I don't know if I necessarily buy that there was, I mean, there is a hell of a lot of content added It would have been, so been a big download. Huge. A big it download. It would have. It definitely would have. Yeah. But they didn't really mess with the fundamental game engine as much as I think they claim they did. So I think it was possible, but I do think this was a calculated move to get people who passed on Street Fighter 4 to buy this new version. Right. And I, I like Definitely. I said, I think it's a great idea because you're getting everything in Street Fighter 4 plus another 50% essentially. Yeah. Oh, and the story mode still sucks. Indeed. And those anime, <laughs> and those anime a- things are horrible still. Yeah, I, they're marginally better, but now the intros aren't even animated. It's like still pictures with a voiceover. Yeah. yeah you don't play a fighting yeah. game for the story, though. I played a con, and the story actually was kind of funny. Some of them I mean, are I t- goofy. I, I, take it, I take it the rest of it aren't as good, eh? Well, the, I don't know. They're just goofy. I mean, it's a fighting game. It's not going to have like a super great story. Like Honda's is, you know, he's, he's like, hey, I want the world to know Sumo is great, so I'm just going to go fight random people. <laughs> and then it ends with him on an airplane like if i want sumo to be in olympics i gotta go talk to the olympic judges credits roll <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome yeah it, it's it's a fighting game like some of the more serious characters like i beat it with guy and his ending is essentially the same one he had in street fighter alpha 
where like Rose was going to go throw herself at Bison to stop him and he like rescues her. Huh. So <laughs> I think they need the ending for the final know. fight where guy beats up Cody and then runs off. Yeah, they should. <laughs> Spoiler. Spoilers. Uh, 20 year old spoilers. <laughs> PS yeah. Nation old guy reference. Oh. Well, now I have no reason to play through all that. <laughs> Trade it in. Accomplishments. Uh, yeah, so, this is good. Final score? Gee, let me th- let me guess. No, 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 no. no. is, um, is it going to have a is it going to have a plus on it? That's the question. No, it's not. It's not actually. I'm going to give it an. A. I'm giving it an A. I mean, that should be no surprise. Um, the the online things like the matchmaking and the voice chat really suck. I'm really disappointed in that. I don't think it's game breaking enough to drop it down to like an A minus because you can work around it. The voice chat, you can't really work around it if you're in a lobby, but I'm hoping they can patch it. Um, I don't even wear a head, like a headset that often when I'm playing, if I'm playing random people, I don't put a headset on, but if I'm playing my friends, you know, when we just get in a lobby and just like play around for a while, that's when it sucks. And that's why Mark is part of the problem. Yes, this Marquis would probably... He's probably going to be, like, fuming when he hears this. <laughs> Vote with your dollars! Vote with your dollars! Internet rage! Um, you know, if this was the first version of, of Street Fighter 4, I would probably give it an A+, because there's just so much content. But I, I can't really, you know, get too much around that fact that this isn't, like, an update to the game. It's not a sequel. There's not enough for that. It's more substantial than your typical, like, DLC download. Uh, but yeah. it's still an upgrade to an existing game. So sure. I I don't know if I can necessarily give that an A+, plus, even if the online was perfect. But I give it a very strong A. But yeah, I mean, you, you got to know, like with every other game we've reviewed tonight, you kind of got to know what you're getting into. Because you're going to get your ass kicked if you've never played a Street Fighter game or a fighting game before. Or if There's you're just old no way and to... used to Street Fighter 2. Uh, yeah, I get, yeah. It's, it's similar enough, but things are new. And no, you can't, and especially that. if you... But if you haven't played a fighting game seriously in a long time, you like you can't really just stroll in against people who've been playing this for hundreds of hours and expect to to do well. Right. I mean, it, most games are like that, though. It's not really unique to fighting games. But this is like, as we keep saying, fantastic package. I I don't know if this is my game of the year. I think Bayonetta still holds that title. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> but it's close. You'll play this more than Bayonetta. You'll you probably already have more time into it. Hmm. Yeah, possibly. <laughs> and no it's only April. It's a lot of year left. <laughs> Meh, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we have uh, a, some contest winners to announce, don't we? We do. Um, I barely remember doing this last week, but you we have ass. a... <laughs> yeah, you, I don't we were almost done with the show, and you're like, week. wait, 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 wait. Wait, yeah. wait, 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 wait. <laughs> uh, thanks to our buddy Keith Justice, the Danger Boy, over at HenshinJusticeUnlimited.com. Uh, he hooked us up with three little Transformers toys that are in the form of this Game Boy PSP-looking thing. Uh, he got those from his friends at HobbyLink Japan. That's at HLJ.com. Cool. And gave them to us to give away as prizes. Danger Boy! Cool. So, we asked people to write in with what they would most like to transform into, and then we'd pick three random winners. So I have all three right here. All right. I didn't email to you guys, so do you just want me to read them all? Yeah, go for it. All right. First one's, 
Hey guys, this is a response to your current contest to win one of those three DSPSP hybrid transformers. You've probably gotten some really funny and most likely really vile responses. Indeed. <laughs> form of form of Janice tampon, some movie size <laughs> underwear, etc. <laughs> Uh, I've been putting some good thought into the contest, and I have to say, it's a lot harder to come up with something that would be fun to transform into that wouldn't be disgusting or just lame in general. I guess if I were to pick something, I will have to go the lame route and pick a vehicle mode. I guess I'd like to be a jet like Starscream. I just think it'd be very handy being uh, about to just get up and go anywhere you want in an instant. One of me ramble thanks for the chance to win from Hatman TC. Hatman! <laughs> the man nice that wants a Killzone 2 shirt more than anything else in the world. <laughs> Don't give it to him. Nope! <laughs> <laughs> Somebody mine's in the upstairs at MGC this year. Really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah we saw that. I use mine to dust my furniture. Oh, You're making Hatman cry right now. That's cold, but he'll have a transformer to cuddle at night. That's true. All right, our next winner is nice and short. I want to transform into a hot chick. <laughs> Brian <Nice>. O'Grady. <laughs> Josh, we're not supposed to enter, man. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, hey, look this this goes back to our our Terminator discussion before. Oh God, our third winner. Hey guys, Terminator Elite here. If I could transform into anything other than a robot, it would definitely be Mr. Miyagi from Karate Kid. He's the world's <laughs> preeminent badass. Honestly, who the hell would mess with him? <laughs> well, either Mr. Miyagi or Megan Fox is douche. Even with finger toes, she's still hot. <laughs> At least you'll smell like a walk along the beach. Oh, God. <laughs> Says, listen since podcast number one yeah i'm a oh glutton for punishment god great oh. podcast keep up the good work ps terminator salvation blows t2 judgment day for the win <laughs> you know See, what? I, I, I do wanna... he was brilliant what was he was that? brilliant yeah. because he just had some random white kid doing all his yard work for him <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the remake is going to be will smith's kid <laughs> yeah. oh god that new one looks terrible um no, I, I do want to. Well, let me let me give one condition of my hatred for Terminator Two. There's like a director's cut that doesn't have all the preachy shit in it. That one I can stand, but the theatrical That's cut I hate. Where she's reading all this. Oh, it's, it's all because of us. Just like Avatar. Damn it, James. Cameron. Okay, I, I have to know what <laughs> what preachy stuff is in T two. That was like the most shallow script I've ever. No, watched. but it's it's all of the the monologuing and the voiceover that uh, that. His mom does. Linda Hamilton. Oh. Oh God. my God, is that annoying? Go back. Go back and watch the movie now that you've heard that, and you'll see what I'm talking about. It will be so evident to you. I didn't even want to watch it twice back then. Yeah. Eh. But, Damn. Yeah. <laughs> oh snap. Yeah. Well, thank you to uh, Keith Justice and Hobby Link Japan for helping us out with this contest. Danger boy. Congrats <laughs> to the winners. Yeah, definitely. All right. Well. It's that time. Torgo time? It's always Torgo time, dude. Oh. Uh, time for a, a sad special announcement. Indeed. Yeah. What's that? Well, speak for yourself. <laughs> yeah, Josh <laughs> oh, is just damn. sick. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Screw you guys. Oh. Well, no, remember last week when I, I drunkenly made a Chuck's mom joke? <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. I, uh, yes. <laughs> I uh, I got a cease and desist letter from Chuck's lawyer. <laughs> oh no! So, 
I've got to stay away from a podcast. I stay 150 yards away from a podcast at all times. Oh, no. Well, so, luckily, this isn't a so, podcast. This is just shit. a joke. Yeah, I'm afraid uh, I'm going to have to leave. Oh, boy. Why yeah. would you go and do a but thing no, like no. that? I, I'm just kidding. Seriously, though, um, I'm getting Leno off the show. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. What? <laughs> no, the, the honest truth is I am stepping down as full-time co-host. Um, I would be shocked if people were shocked by this, since we did have an ulterior motive having... Oh, I sounded Canadian there. We the had an ulter- eh? ulterior motive having Josh and Joel on. Um, this just kind of... It worked out nicely i guess it worked out a I little bit this, scary too well yeah like yeah. fate fate was like thumbs up guys i got you covered yeah it was, um, everything was coming up millhouse yeah because <laughs> i i told glenn my intentions before mgc and i felt really bad because i kind of blindsided him with it but then right after mgc we find out these two expot hobos Knuckle, don't have a podcast anymore yeah so yeah, it, it kind of worked out. So like, I really have been busy lately. So it was just great that they could fill in and we could kind of test them out. And I think they've both done great. We've gotten a lot of feedback from people saying they really like the dynamic of having more people on the show. And I agree. I think it it's actually a lot stronger now. Yeah, you don't edit it. <laughs> well, that's true. Uh, well, n- nobody cares about that. They just care about listening to Go it. Fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> But me personally, I I do have a lot of stuff going on, and it's not going to change. And I just kind of need to put video games aside for a little bit and concentrate on some real-life stuff, which kind of sucks, but, you know, sometimes you just got to do what you got to do. And to be honest, I'm getting a little burned out with video games, I guess. Like, you remember last year when I was, like, not playing anything? Because yep. I was just feeling really burned out. Yep. I'm getting to that point again, and it's just... I don't want to hate my hobby, and I, I do love doing the podcast. I'm not going to leave completely as long as Glenn, you know, doesn't delete me from the PS Nation history files. It's already done. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll still be popping in to do reviews and stuff because none of you guys play RPGs. Seriously, nope, nope. Yeah, not so much. <laughs> That's a big negative. <laughs> so you most likely have not heard the last from me. Sorry. Uh, I'm hanging up the wet towel for now, but you know I'll be popping in from time to time. Well, I, I think um, we're still going to do a live show from your house, right? Eventually, definitely, yeah, yeah. Because nobody else is biggest sucker to do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we we need to live in constant fear that your basement's going to just flood, flash flood on us. Event, you know, when we yes. all that equipment down there. So <laughs> yeah, that always adds to the excitement. <laughs> so yes josh and joel are taking over full time and i thank you guys for being there to step in really because i mean it took a load off my mind because I, d- I did kind of drop this bomb on glenn and i'm still very <laughs> sorry for doing that um but i do want to you know thank glenn for letting me ride his coattails for as long as i have because i really enjoyed it <laughs> uh, it's i uh I, I don't want you to go, and I think I've made that clear, but I mean, yeah. at the end of the day, this is a hobby, and it's, it's you know, we don't get paid for this. This isn't our job, and I've always said since day one, since I even talked to you about coming onto the show, that, you know, this is secondary to family, this is secondary to your job, this is secondary to a lot of things, and uh, I completely understand, and I mean, at the end of the day, it completely sucks, and... Yeah, you'll get over it, trust me. 
<laughs> no, I, I'm I'm gonna miss it, and I'll still be around. I'll be on VG Evo. I'll be on Twitter. Like I said, I'll be popping in here. I I assume I'll still have my marketpsnation.org uh, email address, which I never respond to anybody. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> uh, it, it's it's more so, about the way the way that Mark and I kind of expo- talked about it when all this was going down is uh, it you know. You're not leaving. You're just not going to be doing the show every week, and and right. you're you're still a part of the family, and it sucks. I know, but it'll work out. I think the show is going to be a lot stronger with both Josh and Joel on here now because I think you guys are doing great. I, I don't know about I don't know about stronger, but it's an honor to fill your shoes, okay. man. <laughs> Those well, big you know, it feet? takes a lot. Well, it, it takes a lot to fill in for the hate, let me say. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just have to have Marquee on every now and then for that. Yeah, well, there you go. Um, I but I do want to just hate. make... Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just saying I could work up some hate, I'm sure. <laughs> I think you could. Just start talking about 360 more. Yeah, <laughs> you'll get a lot of hate mail on that one. Yeah. Um, I just want to make sure everybody understands this, though, because there's no shenanigans here. This was 100% my decision. I'm not being forced out. I'm, you know, just completely joking about that. So, yeah. There you go. Yeah. I, um... I wish you were along for the ride, and... I mean, I still consider you an insanely awesome friend, and it's... Yeah, it, I'm I'm sure people are going to read into it somehow, some way, but there's nothing yeah. like that here at all. It's... And- there isn't, and that's why I really want to reiterate that, because, you know, we are still friends. I'm still going to be around, and, you know, there's no bad blood here or anything like that. This all just kind of came together at a great, great time. It was I weird. Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah, you dropped the bomb on me, like, yeah. I think it was a week or two before MGC, and I was just... we. There's some other stuff brewing that's going to come out in May in May that people are going to this is why I'm afraid of what's happening because some other stuff is going to happen this month that um is going to make it look really weird but it was literally just Yeah. And and we go to MGC and and I'm I was talking to Joel and I told him about Mark leaving because he's the community manager over at VG Evo and I thought he needed to know. And he said, "Well, you know, this is really weird because Josh and I are leaving 360 Nation. I was like, what? And yeah. <laughs> I, I pulled them aside and went outside and talked to them. And because Mark wasn't there yet, he was waiting for everybody staying at his house. And uh, we talked for quite a while. And I, I said, I'd love to try things out. And and uh, Mark showed up and I told him. And, and I mean, you could just, this huge weight came off both of our shoulders. So yeah, yeah it worked out great. And, and just like you said, fate gave us a thumbs up for a change yeah it was it was eerie it was really eerie that was a weird weekend <laughs> that was a yeah. very weird weekend but the podcasting sure gods were smiling on all of us apparently because <laughs> yeah. oh. i mean we've we've had both of these guys on the show before and i always loved having them on and and it's great you know joel's local still and uh i i mean josh and i are you know we're, we're karaoke partners so we have to do something together every now and then so it just yeah Mm -hmm. but you know i mark's not leaving he's just not going to be around as much Mm -hmm. and and that's the way i want to come down with h1n1 i can always fill in if need be and and that's the thing i mean 
you know, it, it's, I don't know. I, I, I don't know what to say. No, I, I, think, I think we've said enough. I mean, I am sad to go, but that's the way, I don't know, life deals the cards sometimes. Is that a good metaphor or analogy? I don't know. Is that a metaphor? Or is that just I don't know. Stupid? What's the difference? I, I don't forget. know. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> I'd like to tell a, a quick story. Same weekend, MGC, we uh, obviously had that ill-fated discussion like, Mark's leaving? What? Yeah. You know, and it, it just, it really all kind of fell together really well. Out, Josh and I then had a conversation and, you know, him and I were kind of geeking out a little bit like, can you believe this? I mean, we really went from one, <laughs> one, extreme, one extreme to the other in that week, you know, where we, yeah. we weren't on the 360 Nation. Yes, it was mutual. It was sort of a surprise, but it was mutual. Then we were on the, you know, invited to at least sit in and have an opportunity to be on PS Nation. And Josh and I were like little kids in a candy store. I shit you not. We were just <laughs> like totally geeking out, totally excited. I think I could see like sparks coming out of Josh's eyes. He looked so damn excited, you know? <laughs> And then after the excitement kind of died down a little bit, we realized, and I think we both realized at the same time, oh, shit, Mark is really good at this. <laughs> what? Yeah. yeah so In wait, your own way, Mark, me. you are. I, I want to just, I want to honor Mark for a minute and just say, Mark, you are, and you have been an inspiration to all of us. I think I speak for Josh when I say, you know, I don't think I'd be podcasting if it wasn't for the both of you. So it's an absolute yeah. on, it's an absolute honor to to sit in. We're not replacing you. We're just going to do our best to try and fill those really large stinky shoes. So <laughs> <laughs> monkey shoes. Uh, thanks, guys. Yeah, about two years ago, I found PS Nation on Joystick. I kept seeing that post every week about the PS Nation podcast. And I was like, ah, you know, I guess I'll try a podcast thing. Keep (laughs) hearing about these things. I might as well listen. And I listened, and I loved it. I was infuriated by it some weeks. I (laughs) I was all over the place, you know? But I really enjoyed it, and it led me to VG Evo. And eventually led me to want to start something on my own. And I was like, well, I can't do PlayStation, but right now that's all I have. And, you know, I eventually got all the other consoles and worked into that thing with Justin where we were doing 360 Nation. Mm -hmm. And really, you know, you guys and Scott and Adam had just started Welcome to the Goo. And Indus was rolling along, and you know, just all the podcasts together just made me want to do this. <laughs> and you know, I had always said, "Oh, if I could only get to PS Nation, boy, that would be great." If I was on PS Nation, <laughs> Jeez. well, now I got my wish. And I realize what dream that was. <laughs> yeah, and I, I kind of yeah. hinted at it a couple weeks ago, but uh, Josh is actually going to E3 with me this year, so Sweet. Uh, yeah. Josh gets to check that out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think that's going to be the bigger eye opener to him than anything else. Wow. <laughs> yeah, Joel, you can come over and cry in my basement, and I will every freaking night, man. Uh, yeah, <laughs> no, no, I'm not going because just uh, some time constraints. So my sister's getting married this year, so it just didn't work out, kind of last minute for me. But yeah, very excited and extremely jealous. Yeah, of my, my buddy <laughs> Josh going to three. You awesome. won't get to see all the motion control games. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> See, actually, should we tell the truth now? The reality is that this was all a plot to keep me off of Warhawk Wednesday. 
in your defense, we had that discussion on 360 Nation. You're like, can we record a different day? I really want to be on Warhawk Wednesday. That's true. So, yeah. yeah. I tried. You, you and tried. I almost gave the whole thing up at, at, um, at MGC because I guess on Friday, I said to Ken, uh, to Sirius Cross, hey, I'm going to be able to be on Warhawk Wednesday again because we're not recording on Wednesdays anymore. (laughs) You know, meaning Joel and I. And then the next day I was like, I guess I'm not going to be able to make it. And he was like, wait, what? (laughs) Oh, God. Um, Mm -hmm. No, it's... I don't know. I'm probably rambling too much, but... uh, it's it's great that we it's found a new you guys. chapter. It, it definitely is, <laughs> and I mean, Mark's been doing this for over two years now, and and Jesus uh, Christ, yeah, yeah, it's it's been a while, and and you know, you were there for the joystick years, and uh, or the joystick year <laughs> before we before we got dumped like a prom night dumpster baby, and uh, <laughs> prom <laughs> night dumpster baby. <laughs> um, no, it, it's like I said, you're probably going to see some changes here pretty soon, and and. Uh, some some things that that we're gonna try, and uh, I, I wish Mark was here for it. I understand why he's not gonna be, and it's it's a lot of extra work, yeah. and I you know we Mark no, and I talk it, all the time, and I know what's going on with all the side jobs and everything, and I, I yeah. you know I wish it was different, it's but be, it's not. And it's gonna be awesome coming down, but like yeah, I'm just oh my God. at a point where I can't really do the commitment right now. Yeah, and it sucks, but. I also, I mean, I'll, I'll take a break for a while. I think <laughs> it, it was it was funny because I was talking to Zaku last night, and I thought he knew. <laughs> so I said something to him because he's going to be reviewing the expansion for uh, was it Dragon Dragon Age Dragon Age Origins Awakenings for, for yeah. the expansion. So he gets me on IM last night. and He's asking me what I said. Well, you know, Mark's going to do his farewell tomorrow night, and then next week we're going to have just me, Josh, and Joel, and we're going to try to keep it simple for the first one and blah, blah, blah. And all of a sudden he goes, wait, what? <laughs> I went, oops. So he actually just IM me about a, 10 minutes ago. And he says, when you talk about Mark moving on, mention I died a little bit inside when I heard the news. <laughs> so there you go. Oh, thanks, Zaku. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, uh, like I said, my biggest fear is that people are going to think that like we got in a big fight and you're just leaving because of yeah. that. it's not that i mean it's not true i'll be back in a couple of weeks to review uh uh sakura wars yes and which you have to do we'll both <laughs> yeah we'll both be on uh welcome to the goo's live show in a few weeks oh that's right so, <laughs> yeah three of yeah. us oh yeah Joel yeah, uh, yeah. will be there too yeah so all right let's get the hell out of here no uh, oh well i got one I mean, thing from Mark. yeah hold on <laughs> Just for you, buddy. Uh, uh, Mark, I'll miss you, but we'll talk very soon, and uh, we'll have you back on the show very soon. Um, But from all of us, to all of you people out there in internet land, thanks for joining us this week. And uh, myself, Josh, and Joel, we'll talk to you next week. Get out there and play some games. Keep smiling until then. Who cares about the clouds when we're together?
A 38-year-old Milwaukee woman was arrested Monday for cracking the whip, so to speak, in her rented apartment in the 800 block of East Center Street, affectionately uh, known as River West. The, who was the last woman who was, uh, who grandma? was cracked? Grandma? Jacques Yeah, the Up grandma. in Brown Deer, right? No, uh, what no, no, was no. Like South 71st Street. Scaring the grandkids while she was yes. downstairs in the, grandpa in, the, letter. in the dungeon. Grandpa said he, she had her fun down there. Yeah. Remember, we she called it a dungeon, and I said it's her name basement. was Madam. Like it's not a dungeon. The water a- softener. There's no. There's no oil burning heater in a dungeon. Right. There's no workbench in a dungeon. <laughs> Jars of nuts and bolts. Do you think she did much canning? Do you think she had like uh, she'd put up preserves or uh, Grandma some pickles? No, she was beating men senseless. Some no, br- <laughs> some bread and butter. She was whipping them in their junk. No. <laughs> But I'll bet there was other basement stuff in there, like, you know, trunks of clothes. Laundry baskets. Yeah. It was Madame Jacques something. There was like five So you got names. a laundry room down here in your dungeon. That's the <laughs> d- evil laundry room. That's the laundry room of hell. Lick it. Lick it, yeah. slave. <laughs> yeah. Old board games up That's on a shelf. That's the clothing beater. <laughs> wow, Battleship. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, after you whip that guy, you want to bring the Nesco roaster up? <laughs> okay. Sitting on a shelf next to the dryer. The domination is making the men helper set up for the garage sale on Saturday. Someone has to come down and put in a new screw in a new fuse because they're running a hair dryer and a curling iron on the same outlet. Yeah, why don't you go in the dungeon and change that fuse? <laughs> what do you got running off this circuit? You got a hair dryer, a curling iron, and a ball poker. <laughs> You got the electric nut stabber going on off of here. You got to turn one of them things off. And she's cooking uh, barbecues <laughs> right. for uh, for oh, the church get-together. Get chili cooking over here. <laughs> in, her, in her slow roaster. <laughs> yeah. And the dungeon smells like chili today, mistress. Yeah. Well, we Shut up! You know, we, we can't put your penis in the slow roaster today because I'm cooking up some... Ham hocks. <laughs> but I'll pay extra. <laughs> well, it's just full. It's just full. Now, this article is great because Bob, for one, always wants a price list. So here it is. Yes. Good. Finally, a price <laughs> list. What's a good testicle beat and go for these days? <laughs> Depends on what you're whomping it with, I guess. <laughs> How long? All right, so the prices. It's just a one dom. I just see her walking All over. All they say is one dom, so I'm just, assuming that's meaning one person. I just, okay. You know, when, okay. when she goes for her instruments down there in the dungeon, I just see her getting the dust mop or a broom or sure, there's some a toilet brush. In the way, and right. she painted it, you know, and put stickers on it. So that well, it, it became... These paintbrushes out of here. It became the anal probe. Yeah. Right. That's, that's a mop. It is not a mop slave. Lick my foot. One dom uh, for an hour was 200 bucks. Then you could have one dom. $200 just to get in the door. That's your... That's your probably standard... Your basic package... Like probably she gets to do to you, and you don't rubber get to ball ask. in the mouth, leather hood over over your head. Know. I don't know. You think the like the uh, the supreme packages she goes and gets uh you know if you if, if she's beating you with like her whip and stuff, and that's not enough Taser. for you. You think yeah right she's teaser just. You think for like the right amount of money she goes and gets a, a driver out of her husband's golf bag over in the corner. <laughs> 
Just <laughs> she can't find some evil, evil stick. She's she goes against an old tennis racket. Like a, <laughs> a yard stick or a... Your ass looks like a brisket. Old, old piece of conduit or <laughs> PVC. Right. After all, she was just yeah. renting. There's some always copper the bag of oranges. I don't know. I don't know what to do with this guy. <laughs> I, you know, I, I give him my best. I busted all my regular equipment over his head. That's news. <laughs> starting to go through, starting to go through my like uh, axe handle and a <laughs> couple of buckets I dented up, garbage can lids. What do you guys do with your basement over there, you and Jim. It's not a dungeon, is it? No, it's just a basement, right? It's where I store my Mary Kay stuff. Okay. No, you- yeah, no. It's a it's a finished basement. It's a rec room with TV, bar. Right. We party it's down there sometimes. Party. <laughs> party. <laughs> sure. Wild Not stuff. a dungeon, though. Not no. a dungeon. I missed the price. What was the price? Well, it depended. You, there were, she didn't it, really it give by a, time. They, yeah, they didn't give you like what was in, in each package. Oh. Like one hour, hour the meter's package. running. So what was an hour? $200. Two hours is three fifty. They give you a $50 break, but you would be forced to buy some of the, the equipment when she was done. Is that what it said? Like maybe you're forced to buy that vice that she put your nuts in or something. And... <laughs> This music is playing. <laughs> That's how I would picture it. This is playing the whole time you're down there. Oh my god! <laughs> What's going on down there? <laughs> <laughs> Just enjoying some music. Yeah. Just Dear records, buddy. <laughs> I know what's going on when you're playing that. 